1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon MacDonald. Damon, it's a bittersweet time for us because this will be the final episode of the Super J Cast. but I'm very excited and proud to announce that we've both been hired as full-time members of staff with New Japan Pro Wrestling. We'll be moving to Tokyo next month. We've both quit our normal jobs and then... Sorry, hold on a second. Uh, just got an email here from Harold. What? What's wrong? Ah. No, bad news, Damon. They've uh, they pulled the plug on the offer. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, they what? just found our Twitter burner accounts. <laughs> no. And not the clean ones. They found no. the dick pic ones. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, I guess we're stuck doing this stupid podcast. Fuck. Delete everything. <laughs> easy come, easy go. I'll tell you what, Damon. Don't be sad, though. I know this is no, sorry, probably a what... big disappointment to you. <laughs> yeah. But... I've got something that will cheer you up. So if you just check your DMs, check your WhatsApp.
0: All right. Let's see. I mean, I've gone from euphoria to uh, bit of disappointment, and now uh, a message from. <laughs> I got, I got, I got something special here. Should I, should I, should I share with our listeners what exactly? Uh, yeah, I tell, got? tell the
1: listeners what you got. I mean, oh, yeah. a surprise. A photo of Joel's dick. <laughs> I, I know you didn't ask for that Damon, but you can have that one for free
0: <laughs> it's it's i, I gotta be honest with you it's very um symmetrical and uh uh i like the font that you use too your choice of font <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, yeah it's, well it's, there you go no one else wants to see that so
0: oh don't say that don't say that i <laughs> can we ask you can i ask you flat out being that we're that we're here Wait, 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 wait so let's take this to the fucking. Uh, you know, take it all the way home. Uh, you ever sent a dick pic in your life?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. To, I mean, people that I've in relationships with. Okay. Uh, they, they, didn't like it either. But... <laughs> what is that? I don't, is it is it terrible to send an unsolicited dick pic to someone you're married to? <laughs> No, you it abuse of it? Am I going to get cancelled?
0: No, that's got that's accepted. That's part of the deal. That's part of the vows. That's that's through good times and through bad. That's part of the bad. You getting
1: and a, not even in, in like an erotic context. Just like it's there. What, what do you think of this while you're doing the dishes? <laughs> hey, can you check this out? I don't. I I'm.
0: I promise you, and and I will go to my grave, and I don't give a fuck. Let. I've never sent one, period. Like, I just I just know it's not a good th- thing. Not, not even, like, a dirty thing. Like, I don't care about that. It's more of no no one wants to see it. No one, no one. I don't even want to see it. I, I'm in the shower, and I'm like, ugh, can you put that out? Get, get out of my...
1: Yeah, that's why, what like, what's the best case scenario that these people are thinking? Right. Like, oh my God, that's a dick. Let me get to know
0: this person better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you want to get married? Yeah. Hey, you know, let's get some coffee. Uh, like, I just don't understand that whole concept. Like, again, if you're in a relationship and you're, you know, and, you, and you're kind of horned up, and all right, may, may, but I've never, not even in that scenario, have I ever done that. I just have never used my phone to send a picture. I've never have. And I've, and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I just, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get that. I don't get that idea. But oh well, Um, that's the world we live in, I guess.
1: (laughs) Those of you who are searching Twitter trying to find Damon's burner account for dick pics, you're not going to find one. No, you're
0: really not. Stop now. Um, And if you do, you're going to be really disappointed. (laughs) You're going to be so (laughs) sad. You're going to be like, oh, poor guy. (laughs) Jeez. He's definitely Irish. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. Well, listen. Um, The whole wrestling world is in turmoil now. What a a 24 hours. Um, I can't believe we're actually giving that person any time. But uh, I guess there goes the poems and there goes the uh, top ten lists of – important japanese pro yeah.
1: <laughs> if anyone's got any nice poems i want to share with us go ahead because there's a, a gap in the market now there is
0: you know what we should have a discord just just that just everybody exchanging dick pics and or vagina pics. <laughs> you know what i mean like and like and like poems. you gotta guess and you gotta guess who the person is that wouldn't that be great be like oh that's definitely Liam. Oh, so like
1: <laughs> like the uh <laughs> like the nipple challenge we did for with dick yeah. pics instead
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no words. There could be no words in this channel. It is just pictures of genitalia, right? And, again, there could be some discussion outside, maybe in our general, to be like, hey, you know, but that should just be used to guess who these people are only via their genitalia. That would be fucking good, right? Right? Mm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm. And if any of the sponsors from Red Circle are listening, if you enjoyed the first six minutes of this podcast, why not like, consider giving us some ad reads? Cause it's good stuff, isn't it? Right. I just I mean, don't know why people don't want to invest in it. I know you would think that people would just be lining up
0: around just just throwing money. Uh,
1: Michael Craven's kicking himself right now. You know. <laughs> you know what? What could have been? You really what missed the boat been. on these guys. Really, <laughs> right. Right. Oh,
0: Lord. Well, look, again, I know everybody's in uh, in up in arms over the uh, recent uh, scandals and uh, terrible online behavior. But uh, rest assured that we are here to save you from that muck and that filth with our delicious, <laughs>
1: good wholesome, clean fun. <laughs> good wholesome. The cost.
0: That's right. That's what we're known for. Uh, What do we got on the plate today, Joe? We got two shows, right?
1: Oh, we got a lot of stuff. Okay, first of all, um, your quick thoughts on the Rock and Roll Express being announced for Fighting Spirit Unleashed in the States.
0: In a strange way, I'm kind... I don't want to say I'm looking forward to it, but in a strange way, uh, I'm okay with it. This would normally be a moment where I would be like, what in the blue fuck are we doing here? But... I think everybody kind of went into these shows knowing that we're not going to be getting uh, you know, something high on the on the uh, scale of pro wrestling shows for these. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what the cards actually wind up being, but because uh, I'm going, I'm I'm definitely going to chew. Um, I'm going to the Boston Lowell show. Um, as well as the Philly show, of course. New York, I still have yet to get a ticket. So if anybody can hook hook me up, that'd be great. Um, but Rock and Roll Express. I mean, you figure they're going to be underneath, right? You figure the, the ideal scenario would be, in some ways, going against Chase, right? Um, and And a partner of his choosing. Uh, scale of one to 10, I'm at about a, I'll give a solid five. I'll give it a solid five just for the nostalgia. I haven't seen them in a long time. So,
1: um, uh, yeah, I'll go,
0: I'll go for the nostalgia pop of a five.
1: We also have a few more announcements for these shows. Uh, First wrestlers have been announced for the shows, but the notable thing is that Okada, Osprey, and Liger will only be at San Jose. They're not going to be at any other stuff. So is that a bit of a surprise to you?
0: I was disappointed. Um, no Liger on this tour. Um, Okada will not be the Philly show. You know what? We haven't... I haven't heard word of why. Like, I don't understand why Philly is off the the table. I don't know where Okada has to be um, where he can't be in Philly because, again, the night before, he's in New York. Um, Liger was a big disappointment. I'm not going to lie because that would be the last time he'd be in this area. And it feels like it's not going to be happening uh, until his retirement, so that'll be the last time i see him um yeah there there's some people that i like to see but here's the thing also shingo i think um i'm happy to see especially in in this area um in in a new japan ring um and then your usual suspects um naito lij that's fine abushi's uh, nice to see so i don't know uh i wish everybody could be there but honestly uh, obviously we can't have that so It'll be good,
1: though. I'm sure it'll be fun. And news from the San Jose showdown. Apparently, tickets are not selling that well. So do you think, Damon, that it's time for New Japan to lay off that particular area? Because, I mean, even just thinking stateside, we've had the New Beginning Tour. We had MSG, we had Dallas, the Super J Cup, Fighting Spirit Unleashed, the showdown. Do you think that's too many stateside and, and too many in this particular area of the states?
0: I'm hoping that it's 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 a logistics based decision that they run so many shows in that area because um, that could be I mean it's not like they're 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 killing it there yeah if you look at those opening it's okay I'll give it a solid okay when it comes to ticket sales but there are plenty left and again it's just one of those things where I don't know I mean I'd rather run shows in front of a noisy 1,500, 2,000 people as opposed to running a, a building that look, just looks half empty. I just, I just hate that look. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish they would run other places. I'm sure there's other markets, but I'm sure it's a logistical thing where just the ease of use of getting all the equipment, everything that needs to hap- have happened to run a pro wrestling show is just easier in that geographic location uh, i mean that's the only plus i can give you because yeah it seems like there is a, a gluttony of shows and they're just not selling
1: and sticking stateside as well we've got this big story about anthem buying access the dallas office has been closed adam swift was released who's the guy who put roh and new japan on tv with hdnet and access respectively so he's not that well known but he's an important guy in wrestling history which means that Anthem is now in full control of the New Japan, the the stateside broadcast and production decisions, including announcers. So essentially, I guess that means impact is in control of those broadcasts. And speaking to some people who previously have had uh, work with the company, apparently this is a standard MO for Anthem. So they'll buy an asset, strip it of all the things and the people that made it interesting and then watch it slowly wither and die um lots of people get fired basically to make sure impact stays on television there's good money after bad and yeah they just got a track record of strip mining assets they buy they know how to cut money but not smartly and the quote that stood out was they cut right through the fat into the bone so the fear is here that they're going to kneecap axis and it will become another failing network where (laughs) nobody watches impact and this quote going right you know people can finally see what we do and axis is actually in 17 million fewer homes than it was when it was on pop tv so a lot of people thinking we're going to get Josh Matthews and Don Callis going to be calling New Japan on Access TV. Uh, also saw that the contract with AXS runs to January 2021. It is one of Access's highest rated shows. Ratings have been good since day one and have increased year over year, eight quarters in a row, by at least 10% or more, despite the Access coverage falling from 54 million to 50 million. And the early word is that Anthem purchase will have no effect on the relationship with other promotions. But it came very suddenly from New Japan's standpoint. From Impact's end, when the access purchase was closed a few months ago, people at Impact were talking like they expected that the deal would lead to New Japan working with them. But apparently New Japan are still pissed at things like how TNA treated Okada, even though that was seven years ago, and a different management team. They blocked Davey Boy Smith Jr. from working there, and maybe even Elgin, until he left New Japan. So... Uh, what are your thoughts on this Anthem acquisition of Access?
0: Well, I think the the initial thought was you know, you know the first things that people think about are, well, how does this impact the company that we follow and then then that we talk about, and really it's only, um, it's only spot on on U.S. television is this Access TV for New Japan. Um yeah, I I I don't have a good feeling about it. I know that there are a lot of people that aren't too concerned with it at, at least right now. Um I would hope that New Japan would be diligently working on a better TV deal. Um Access TV is not like it's ESPN, right? For those of you who don't know and don't live in the states. Um It's not this huge cable network. It's not TNT. It's not again ESPN. It's not. It's it's like a a B or C level type network that um, its biggest claim to fame was. It was one of the first. I don't even think it was twenty four seven, but it was like the one of the first high-definition television stations that you could get. Um, It was HDNet at the time, Um, and then turns into Access. Um, It's not available in every single home. A lot of homes, but it's not every single home. Um, I know people who don't have Access TV um, in their cable package. So it's not like everybody just automatically gets this thing. Um, I know that the the partnership seemed to be working, but truth be told, from a from a eyeball perspective, I would have hoped that by now New Japan would have had negotiated some type of deal where they would have been on a network that got them even more eyeballs. To me, I think there are bigger things on the horizon, or there should be bigger things on the horizon for New Japan. Um, and they can use the growth that they have um, achieved on access as kind of fuel to negotiate a better deal. Um, I, I, I know nothing. Bear in mind, I know nothing. But <laughs> in general, and, and and in this particular case, but, um, I would I would think that at the very least this news lights a spark under New Japan to shop around to see what other deals are out there, um, to help get on a network that's a little bit bigger, a little bit brighter. Um, the fact that Anthem bought Access and 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 um, you know. Impact will be on there. I mean, good for them, right? Good for them. But I think with that, that that means to me, New Japan needs to look for another partner, and quite honestly, a a, a bigger partner, a, a a a bigger platform, and I think they could do that
1: got a question from ice age coming who says considering the Anthem acquisition of access tv how much do you think that changes new japan's plans for the g1 next year if we assume that the main reason they ran dallas was the deal that they got through mark cuban on rental then the expected repeat of that is in question since cuban no longer has majority control of access and therefore less incentive to give them sweetheart deals how likely do you think it is that they might run the first night of the g1 in london considering the success of royal quest compared to how they performed in dallas and their recent strategy of running smaller u.s buildings and i think G1 in London is something that was definitely uh, being discussed um, From if rumours are to be believed. So presumably this is only going to help that uh, possibility. Summertime,
0: well, now autumn, um, might be even a little bit difficult. I mean, uh, I'm sure that they can find a building, mind you. But keep in mind that autumn, September, October... Those months are booked well in advance when it comes to the very least major arenas, right? Because you have the NHL starting back up. I know it full well because I worked my first preseason game of the year last night. Um, So those bigger buildings are going to be occupied with hockey, basketball starting. Um, so it's not going to be an easy slam dunk for the bigger buildings. Now, uh, that being said, I don't see G one being held in a American Airlines center in the future. I think unless there there are major changes that occur and this company really takes off. Um, I can't see that happening. I just don't see, I don't think that they're in a position from a live perspective to run a building like that. Um, I think. They, they need to find a middle ground when it comes to arenas. Um, so I don't think the access TV thing would have been a consideration next year. Um, e- even if there was a sweetheart deal, even if, you know, it was a sold show, I, you know, whatever. Um, I don't think that's – I don't think Dallas is a destination that they'll be going back to, even though, you know, Okada says we'll be back. Okay, okay. I don't know if Dallas is, is on their radar again for G1 next year.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think it just for the optics, it looks better to have a smaller arena packed full than it does to have a, a half-empty, bigger arena, as as you mentioned earlier. So I so Copper Box would be the perfect place for it because you're going to fit roughly the same number of people who turned up to Dallas, and I think you'll have a better atmosphere there, and it will look better. I think so. so um, but let me
0: ask you this yeah. on the flip side of that. Did you catch any of the uh, Super Jacob?
1: I did. I've watched all of it.
0: Okay. What do you think of the aesthetics, as the kids like to say, of a building of tho- that size? How that look as a major league pro wrestling promotion?
1: For that particular show, the Walter Pyramid. Walter Pyramid, or the first couple shows, the, fir- the first two nights. Um, yeah, I'll give my thoughts on the, the, that super j cup later but i thought in a nutshell the first venue the tacoma one i thought looked really good mm. second one looked shit and the water pyramid being half empty looked bad as well just because of the bright yellow seats they are right. Walter Pyramid when it's when it's more full i think looks really good right but on this particular night given the circumstances you understand why it wasn't full and it didn't look great right I mean, you can use that that indie music f- vibe of a hey,
0: small venue, great energy, blah blah blah. You know, I'm sure many people can go back and be like, "That oh, was one of the best shows I've ever seen" because it was a small, you're packed in, blah blah blah, blah all that nonsense. Um, and I would agree, but I, I, I mean, if I'm being truthful, I watched some of that Super J Cup, and I'm like, whew, we, it looks a little, doesn't look like a high rent promotion here. The wrestling was great the fans were great the v- venue oh, i was like oh this is we look bush league we look bush league a little bit all right so there you go uh, all right good buildings
1: yeah before we go into the super j cup i just wanted to quickly touch base on the wrestling reserve newsletter hall of fame chat so the nominees from japan are jun akiyama shima Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Tenzan as a tag team, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Hayabusa, Kota Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii, Tetsuya Naito, Kenny Omega, Meiko Satomura and Akira Taui. So out of those, I I stay out of this debate, because I don't have the historical knowledge or context to be able to confidently say who does and doesn't deserve to go in. But out of those candidates that I've named, who do you think, well, who would you vote for? Do you have a ballot? Do you enter that? No, no, I don't. Um if you did who would you be nominating to enter the Hall of Fame next year?
0: Akiyama I I he always seems to get slighted. <laughs> he really does. Um I like for me it, it, that one always scratches my head. Um what I put Hayabusa in there. I mean he had some main events against Onita that did pretty well in some stadiums, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I I don't know if maybe the length of career might be a struggle for me. Would you put Ishii in there?
1: I recall having this debate last year, and I think for in-ring quality, yes, but I know there's all, all other metrics to consider with the Hall of Fame, like... Right. Were they a draw? You know, can they sell out big buildings? Blah blah blah. Which Ishii is not as much as we love him.
0: Yeah, right. There, there are certain boxes that you have to check to be in in a Hall of Fame, in my eyes. Right, and I, and again, I feel like I'm I'm a little bit more of a harder marker. Right, not I. I like my Hall of Fames to be a real cream of the crop, and you got to check all the boxes and. As much as I love Ishii, and I think in-ring, past six years, he's one of the top guys in the business. I can't put him in a Hall of Fame for that. Just that. Just that. Again, give me a house that... Well, he's done well on top, like, never challenges, right? There's been times where he's been asked to be the top guy. And, and again, G1... um Main events. He's been the guy. I just don't see him as a guy that that I can tap on the shoulder consistently to be a draw. And maybe it's because he's hasn't been put in that position. So it's you know, it's the both I can't do it if I'm not put in that position. But I gotta go no for Ishii. How about Kenny? I know that's going to be the big debate. I'm sure online and elsewhere. You putting Kenny in the Hall of Fame? I
1: just think it's too early. There's just a lot more to come from him. I think, especially with AW. and I think he's got more to do in New Japan in the future. So, give it. Given his body of work, five ten right now. years, I say. Okay, and that's fair. I, I agree with so that. So, if you retired tomorrow, if you retired tomorrow, would he be in? Yeah. Yes, I think so. I just think historically. What he did for New Japan just in this little bubble of the Western expansion from G126 onwards, the main event with a card at the Tokyo Dome, the quadrilogy they had, I think stands up. I
0: tend to agree. I tend to agree. Past five years, it's hard. To find another guy that's been, you know, match quality, two Tokyo Domes, Western expansion, start your own promotion, have those shows sell very well, do very well, and get on U.S., like real U.S., Live, network television, you know, cable television. There's, there's a lot of boxes that are being checked there, right? Uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of boxes being checked there. Um, who else is? Who else? Just give me names. I'll give you a quick yes
1: or no's off the top of my head. Who else is on that list? Uh, we have. Okay, so Akiyama, you talked about yep. Shima.
0: There's a lot of people that think he should be in, but I think he. Unfortunately, I think his time, has, like his bubble, has gone. Where the online wrestling community that have, has, has, has trumpeted him and has gotten behind him, I think they've gotten a little quiet. So uh, I'll say, I, I don't think he gets in. No, do I think he should be in? I kind of think so. Like he, I, got right, gun, gun to my head. No, he doesn't get in.
1: Tenkozi. No. Fujiwara. How is a guy like that
0: not in? I mean, just the influence alone. He'd be hard to get in. He's not going to get the votes. That's the problem. So I'm going to go no.
1: Ibushi. Naito. Mm.
0: I mean, that one's the, might be the toughest one, Joe. After one
1: might be the, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, he needs this. He he he. Yeah, he needs it. Man, that's a tough one. Um. Wow, that one, that one really, that one, that one is that 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 to me, that's the hardest one. I mean, you figure headlining domes. Mm. I'm going with just gut reaction.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think his candidacy is like a delicious cake. The sponge is perfect, the filling's there, but it's just it's lacking that icing. Yeah, we need the icing on the cake in order for him to be to solidify his claim to get in there. Uh, what about Satomura? Hmm. She has. I mean, she's a yeah. pioneer of women's wrestling. She's got to be in there.
0: I mean, Joel, you'd be surprised. I mean. You- I don't it, Is this the second year she's been on the ballot? Is it, is it her first? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. If it's her first, I think she's going to struggle to get in. I'm going to be honest with you. I say yes, but I don't think she will. Alex Alex she's And last one is
1: last one is Taui.
0: He's always he was always very underrated um when it came to those all Japan 90s multi-man tags you know and it's kind of hard to overshadow you know Hansen and Gordy and Doc and Kawada and Misawa and Uh, But he was always in the mix. Hmm. I mean, mean, aside, and I hate to say this, aside from those great tag matches, are you putting them in just for that? I'm going to go no. I don't think he makes it.
1: Someone should send you a ballot. Someone who has clout with Dave recommend Damon. I think that's how it works, isn't it? You just say, "Hey, this person should get a ballot." So I mean, when is the voting? My new is, campaign.
0: Okay, when is the voting? Like when is it is, yeah. it, is it? is it is it a Hall of Fame season
1: right now? Yeah, I think so.
0: All right, somebody find out how I get a ballot because I'm, I'm, I'm an observer subscriber, and, I, and isn't it like influential uh-huh. people in pro wrestling? Is it how the, like Dave sends yeah, the ballot? Yeah, I, I right? think so. So it's yeah, not like I think you the, could you just know.
1: recommend, like, so, hey, this person should get one because X, Y, Z, and then they will send one to you.
0: All right. Well, listen, I want everyone to email Dave Meltzer at his Juno account. <laughs> Juno, don't fuck up the street, um, and nominate me. I'll do it. I'll, I I th- I think I should have a ballot. I think I should fucking have a ballot. Why don't I have a ballot, Joel?
1: Am I not important? It's just the global conspiracy against the Super J-Cast. <laughs> what can I say, David? Everyone's got it in for us.
0: I put in, somebody help me out there and do that. Do I, because I don't know. Do I do it? Do I, because I, I don't want to seem like a guy that's like, hey, can I have a ballot? Like, I want Dave to hit me up and be like, all right, you deserve a ballot. You're important. I've stolen stories from you. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You should get one too. Why shouldn't you no, get I don't one? want one. I don't, I don't have you the don't depth of
1: knowledge. I wouldn't want it.
0: Come on, you're a smart. Cookie. No, because
1: I feel that you you got a responsibility to know a lot of stuff that I don't, and yeah, also okay. when you don't when you like when you don't nominate someone, then that has a negative effect on their chances of of course not only going in but also staying on the ballot. Yeah, I think that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You if you if you don't get the votes a certain amount of years, you get tossed from the ballot. Yeah, um, I would do it. I would do it. I could have sworn I did it one year, though. I could have sworn that I did. One year. Or I got a ballot and I didn't vote or some shit. But Dave's not going to remember that. Um. Yeah, So, but here's the thing, though. I, You know how weird I am. I'm just a fucking stupid dope dope. And I get
1: weird asking people for shit like that.
0: You know what I mean? I kind of just want Dave. Yeah, it's you know, demeaning.
1: So you should be approached. It shouldn't be the other way around. I hope so
0: somebody be sly and, and hit him up and be like, you know, Damon should get this fucking ballot because he's smart and he's been around the block a couple of times. He doesn't remember shit. You'd have to go back and watch, <laughs> but, but, uh, I would do it. I think right, yeah.
1: so it's time to dig out the back catalog on Akira Taui, sit down, all and right. watch all of those before you cast your ballot. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Well, here's the thing. I, I will say this. I'm in the process of moving a lot of my files. I got inspired. Um, so I, I bought a five gigabyte drive and I'm I'm transferring wow. sh- and how
1: it, big is it physically how large?
0: Oh. getting back to you want you want to pick <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just hold it up against your erect penis okay? like <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. uh, I'll be like it is a retro. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry everyone. <laughs>
0: um it looks like a like a like a like a standard small uh i'll take a picture of it guy right
1: i mean let me whip it out top <laughs> quality content here <laughs> super J cast like the reason i ask because uh about mm. maybe eight years ago i bought a three terabyte one okay. and it's huge no, and it's now I bought, i've got another three terabyte one and it's very very small compared to right. the big ones i was just wondering what
0: And I'm going to take a picture of the house where the hot lady comes out all the time. All right. So I'm going to take a picture of the drive and then I'll show you the house. This is what I look out my window and where she drops her kid all the time in the driveway. There you go. And send. All right. Let me know when you get that coming from space.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's just standard. It's a normal size drive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Five, five. Is it heavy? No. No. You could put it in your oh, I'm bag. Jealous? I want one now. Yeah, it was like a hundred and something bucks. Uh, but here's the: because I get I get rewards from my credit card, um, and I have such a fucking massive balance apparently that you know I earned myself a uh, a uh, card or you know gift cards, and I I had enough for that. I was like, all right. so it was really free. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm in the process of moving. So I I moved all of my All Japan because I have files going. Like, the archive, you know, if you remember the Real Hero Archive, they had all that. Um, They had every match that was televised, um, I think, for years. Like, since the 70s. Like, it's just amazing shit. Like, all the 80s stuff. Here's what I'll do, Joel. Here's what I'll do. If you, like, PayPal me. I don't know if I can afford to buy another one of these. If you PayPal me the money, I will get the drive, and I will put every fucking file I have on that drive and mail it to you.
1: Will there be enough space left over for all my porn, though? Mm, that's a good question. Probably. You save porn? <laughs> no, I was, I was
0: being... <laughs> I was just like, it's really available. Uh, just, just, just bookmark it and, and and make a folder, call it hockey stuff. Nobody will look. Important work documents. Right, exactly. All right. Uh, put it under Super
1: Jcast. No one will see it. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Let's uh, discuss this Super Jcast then. Um, <sighs> off the bat, Damon, I just think it's a real own goal that they couldn't get this out live because... 2019, I think that's basically unacceptable. And I would have loved watching this live. Going into it, spoiled just wasn't the same for me. But I will say at least they got Kevin Kelly to do post-production commentary, which helped my enjoyment of it a lot. But um, a misstep there.
0: It was. It was hard to... the, The problem is this, that in cases like this, I think for the majority of people, it's hard for people to go back in time right? It's easier for somebody to go back in time to say like 1991 and rewatch stuff as opposed to, uh, oh, I got to go back a month and I already know what happened. And I already, you know, it's hard to stay spoiler free for a fucking month, especially when you have shows that, uh, you know, the winners coming out with the gold jacket and, and all that stuff. Um, and that's not on the company for that. I mean, they got to do what they got to do, but you know, yeah, you got to you got to find ways to get that here's a th- here's the problem. A company like New Japan, I hate to say it, but you're not Rev Pro and you're not um Pro Wrestling Gorilla and you're not you're not that. You don't want to be that. That that's not who you are. So if you're running a building where logistically you can't get that up either live or same day, then find another building or find another resource or don't do it there. Um that's got to be a consideration when these shows are, are, are done. Um and I got a strange feeling that and 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 I haven't seen anything announced yet. Maybe you have, I haven't. I could be dead wrong. What are these shows this next week coming up? How what are they? What's the broadcast schedule for these things? Are they going to be shown live? The the Boston, New York, Philly shows, are they going to be shown
1: live? I, I'm not sure. I'd have to check New Japan World.
0: Mm-hmm. Because I'm, cu-
1: I'm going to do right
0: now. Okay, because I'm curious to see if that's going to be the case. The idea of these tape delay shit, I mean, it's just, it's. you're right, it's, it is 2009. And if you want to be considered a, a, a major player, it's hard for people to Hold off and not be spoiled and, and, and that kind of stuff. Again, I don't think it's – it's not my money. I'm spending other people's money. But if you want to be taken seriously, man, it, it, there's only so much of that people can stomach. So – and that and that hurt Super Jacob because, yeah, watching it live, I would have been all in. Um, pardon the pun. I'm looking
1: at the, the, the live schedule and there's no mention of it. That's a problem. doesn't even say anything for VOD – only just nothing wow we've got destruction in kobe and then the october we've just got new japan roads king of pro wrestling and then super straight into super junior tag league when are these shows again uh
0: 27th 28th and 29th
1: of september yeah yeah okay no, there's nothing
0: hmm. well how you feel about that It's not good. I mean, these are shows that they're promoting. I mean, they had a little video package, a little video montage at G1 when they announced it. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. This is... uh, We have a uh, special retirement uh, in New York. You would think that that would warrant somebody broadcasting these things. The problem... I'll tell you right now, flat out, the problem with New York is... Uh the the, the cost so, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous to broadcast something live from Hammerstein. The cost is is astronomical. And they would they I guarantee you they would lose money um if they did that. Philly not so much. Um and Philly has has some infrastructure. There's live events that are broadcasted on there via that shit fight TV. Um, I, I Look, I can't imagine anybody's being too thrilled with that. I, I want to get confirmation of, of that, but it doesn't look like these things are going to be live
1: at all. Yeah, I might throw the bat signal out on the Discord to see if anyone can prove me wrong. Um, all right, well, New Japan Cup itself then. Should we just go night by night? I'm not going to break down every single no, match. I yeah, just yeah. jot down a few thoughts as I watched it. So night one... I, you touched on it before. I really loved the the venue, the Tacoma venue. It was like smoky, a great intimate indie sort of PWG style feel to it. And I particularly like the retractable belt barriers, which offered no safety or protection whatsoever. Um, but I thought this show was good. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, Rocky versus Sobrano was fun, like Rocky playing the heel. I thought TJP versus Connors was really good. I was impressed by that. Um, Bushi versus Caristico. Look, I need to point out here. My ignorance. I didn't know who Caristico was. I didn't realise that is the former uh, Mystico yeah. slash Stinkara. So I had no idea at the time. So uh, full apology for me for being a dope there. And uh, Toguchi versus Gresham. Fun, you know, fun grappling a bit wacky comedy. And I thought that was good stuff. Um, then we had El Fantasmo against Robbie Eagles. I just thought El Fantasmo's selling was a bit inconsistent there because we had Eagles working the leg and they, uh, in some parts he was selling it and then he just sort of brushed it off at the end so there's a, a next step for him and that he's doing a johnny cage dick punch as well which uh, <laughs> has creeped into his repertoire there and yo versus dragon lee i thought that was very very good indeed and i think yo works from the top very well surprisingly well he's got a methodical but quite varied quite compelling approach and he did a tremendous job working over Dragon Lee's knee in this match, and he's got some really smooth moves as well, like the PK reversing to the rolling single leg Boston Crab, I thought was great, and the rolling calf crusher. It's almost heelish, yo, in this match, and maybe he belongs in a different faction, because I find him much more interesting as like a, a petulant, sadistic little rat, little submission grappler than being a generic pretty boy, flashy, high spot, baby face kind of guy, and he looks a bit like Cersei Lannister, so there's that as well. Uh, Show versus Ishimori, also very good. I thought it was better than their best of the Super Juniors match. A lot tighter. And the big match everyone's talking about, of course, Osprey versus Amazing Red. It's your classic Osprey main event spectacular. It's terrific entertainment. Tons of crazy high-flying spots. And I just enjoyed Will Osprey showing respect to his idol by battering him. <laughs> and I just think it's great to see Amazing Red get the credit that he deserves for being a, a trailblazer in the industry. And there was a really nice promo from Osprey at the end of the show, putting over Reds, putting over the history of the New Japan Junior title. And Osprey, you know, he might be a bit goofy at times and say dumb things, but when he opens up like this and speaks from the heart, I find it really compelling. And it was a really moving speech. I mean, I was getting a bit emotional watching it and seeing Amazing Red react to it and seeing them embrace at the end. So I echo Kevin Kelly's sentiments. I hope it's not the last we see of Amazing Red in New Japan. Yeah,
0: um yeah. I feel the same way in a lot of ways in the sense that New Japan isn't afraid to tip a cap to certain people, right? And again, we're looking at Amazing Red. We're looking at Rock and Roll Express. And it's I, I, there is a part of me that really enjoys that they aren't afraid to give a, an acknowledgement a tip of the cap show respect whatever words you want to use um on these uh, north american shows i, I kind of dig that idea and i kind of dig that vibe um and again the 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 talk of you know how ghetto you know wanted rock and roll express on there cuz he's you know obviously a big fan of the the memphis style and the mid south style and that southern style pro wrestling Um, so I kind of dig that, that, you know, they're not afraid to do that and step outside the box a little bit and, and acknowledge the people that have influenced and, you know, with the red, it was Osprey, you know, chatting about that and, and then coming to pass. Um, and I like it when Osprey shows that I like matches that have that where you see, Guys that are heavily influenced by the person that they're wrestling in the ring, and they wear it on their sleeves, right? And they show, I don't know, maybe how much they meant to them, right? It's one thing when they cut a promo and they talk about it, but when you see them in the ring working with them, uh, and you can kind of see, I don't know, them... Realize where they are, I guess, and realize what's happening, and realize uh, you know who they're in the ring with, and things like that. You know, I like moments like that, um, and I thought the match was really good too. I really thought the match was good. I, I maybe it was overhyped for me, and maybe it was like one of those things where oh my god, this this we're going to be talking about this come match of the year time, and I don't think it was match of the year t- type thing, uh, but I thought it was really good. Um and surprisingly good, right? In the sense that, you know, there's really no history between these two. So, um, chemistry issues and all that stuff, that didn't seem to be a problem. These guys, uh, I think they knocked that out of the park. Uh, I liked this first night a lot. I thought it was good. And you're right, I, another thing. Um, we talk about evil a lot, you know, and the gimmick kind of holding them back. Sometimes I feel like the Rapongi 3K gimmick holds back showing yo, um, and you would think that eventually down the line bigger things will happen. And you're right. Um, I, I I do like the way yo works from uh, you know. I I really can see him being that that kind of heel that you described. So yeah, I like the show. I'm probably a scale of one to ten, I would probably find somewhere in the middle, maybe like six or seven. Uh, but, yeah, I think that main event is definitely something that if you haven't watched it, um, I would go out of my way to watch it. I would highly recommend that.
1: So, night two, a different venue. We had the low-angle single camera, which looked very rough around the edges, very yep. shindy. But, but yeah, I, I like the variety, to be honest, name, and I don't need it all to be like WWE, where every venue, every show looks identical. But uh, yeah, this one did look a bit ropey and we did get a few stretches where there was some action going on outside the ring that the camera just didn't pick up on at all, which was bad. So uh, again, room for improvement there. I thought it was cool in theory that they had a Lucha quarterfinal and semi-final with uh, Cristico versus Sobrano Jr. Uh, Sobrano was a little bit out of his depth in the junior tag league last year, so it was nice to see him get to work a match with a fellow Luchador so we get to see more of what he can do. And I would have liked that one to go a bit longer because it was pretty short. Then we had TJP versus ELP. And I just find in the singles matches, Damon, that El Phantasmo's stick is borderline go-away heat with me. Like the spit spot where he, he spat into his hand and then fling the saliva at Marty Osami. It just makes me think that the man, Riley, whatever his name is, is an unpleasant man in real life, and it kind of takes me out of the match. But that said, I thought the match itself was pretty damn good, all things considered, and El Phantasmo... He's perfectly fine when he's with a more experienced wrestler who can hold things together. Otherwise, his matches tend to lurch back and forth from heelish shenanigans to flashy high spots with no connective tissue. And as I said before, the ref bumps, the dick punching, the cheating, they're not my cup of tea, especially when they're happening in every match. But I thought it was a really good showing from TJP. I know he's a a bit of a knob in real life, but I wouldn't be averse to him getting called back because in ring, I think he's miles better than El Phantasmo. And I just found this comment he was replying to someone on Instagram and he said he's talking about his time in WWE TJP where he says I was literally told on a nightly basis I can't do any of this stuff quote bad guys shouldn't wrestle good some of the other guys are complaining that it's too close to what they do so you can't do it anymore or they'd have the referee on the headset relay the moves. so they wanted me to do quote okay TJ they're saying throw him into the buckle then do a body slam then put on a chin lock and look straight into the camera yeah just stay put Every single night. They chose who they wanted to allow to do better stuff. A few times I tried doing what I wanted instead, and they just cut my time and ended the match immediately. Most days I just found myself watching my own match play out like a fan because it wasn't my choices. So this is something that we've all suspected for ages, and it's just interesting to have it confirmed there, really. And other matches, Dragon Lee versus I'm, Gucci. I'm yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Isn't it ahead. amazing?
0: I'm sorry. Isn't it amazing? Like... And it's been that way a lot in pro wrestling pro wrestlers are jealous I don't know if you know that Joel Pro wrestlers are pretty jealous people um and I'm sure that they're you know some of the bigger stars are probably whispering in gorilla hey fucking you know don't do that shit um ugh that's like like imagine going to work and knowing you know you have all this talent and all this skill and all in and, and all these ideas and you know pro wrestling people as much as i say that they're jealous they're also some of the most creative people on earth to me right and thinking of things and programs while they're traveling and i oh that it it it's it almost breaks my heart but i will say this that's why you want options that's why you don't want companies being bought out that's why you don't want you know that's why you want AEW to be successful and that's why you want impact to be successful and that's why you want new japan to be successful and ring of honor yeah i said ring of honor i want ring of honor to be successful um because people then creative people and talented people have avenues where they can both get paid and be able to uh show people their art that's important sorry about that okay thank you
1: and other matches, Dragon Lee versus Toguchi, I thought was also pretty good. And Toguchi working proper singles matches is always a treat. And this match, for me, hit the right balance of silliness and proper wrestling. It's, it's a good sense of fun about that. And then we had Osprey versus Show. It was a strange moment in this match. I don't know if you noticed it, David, where Osprey started going at it with a fan uh, he sort of stopped at the start of the match and said, one second, and he, st- he turned around to this fan and started listing off matches that he'd had. He said, Kota Ibushi, Pak, Kenta, Okada, Tanahashi, Amazing Red. Oh, your opinion upsets me. So I don't know what happened there. If anyone was there live at the show and can tell me what the fans said, I would love to know. Uh, but yeah, again, really good match. Show was working Osprey's wrists, so he couldn't grip for the Stormbreaker. And I was a bit iffy because I thought, oh, Will Osprey doing body part matches as in the Tanahashi match, is inconsistent. But then Osprey had to improvise with his injured wrist and he did a one-arm powerbomb. And I thought, oh, that's great. That's really good limb work. Uh, he worked on the wrist and it had an effect. He had to improvise, do a different move. But then at the end of the match, he just did the Stormbreaker anyway, which sort of blew off what was going on before. I think just some people shouldn't do limb matches. If you can't do it properly, don't do them. And my philosophy on limb matches is always the same. If you're working over somebody's body part, one of two things has got to happen at the end. Either the person who's had the body part worked over has to improvise and do a different finishing move, like a roll-up or uh, change their finishing move, like do it one-handed or one leg or whatever to account for the injury. Or that injury causes them to collapse or fail at the decisive moment and ends up costing them the match. I hate it, hate it, hate it when that limb work just gets blown off at the end of the match. So that's my little moan about Show versus Osprey.
0: Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with that one. I kind of was hoping that would be a little bit more um uh, what's the word I'm looking for I, I didn't expect a limb match right um and I don't mind a limb match don't get me wrong I I was I was looking for I don't know something a little bit more gloss I guess um so yeah I mean I I I don't know. Maybe, again, I don't think it was a bad match, Joel. I just was kind of, my expectations kind of revolved around a different style of match. And when I didn't get that, and it sounds selfish and self-serving, but when I didn't get that, I I, I was kind of left sitting there like, "Uh." I know I'm not very articulate in that, but "Uh," it was the feeling that I got. I I just thought I don't know put put the put have those two on paper. I just thought I would be seeing something a little bit different than what I got, and what I got was okay. It just wasn't. I wanted a steak, and I got veal parm.
1: Honestly, I think that Yo and Osprey had a better match than Show and Osprey did. If you go back to the Yo yeah. Osprey match in Best of the Super Juniors. I thought that was really really good and quite underrated. So. I don't know if I'm ready to fully commit myself to the Yo is better than show hot take, but let's just say I'm starting to appreciate Yo more than I used to. Just throwing I, that out there. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm in your camp. Absolutely. Okay, and night three at the uh, Walter Pyramids. As I said before, the empty seats were very, very yellow. Uh, opening match, then we got Charistico versus Dragon Lee. And again, it was really short for a semi final. And. I was just disappointed that the matches were so short. I don't know if that was something that Charistico requested or he didn't want to go long or whatever, but both of those, the Charistico Soberan and Christico Dragon League, I would have liked just another five minutes in there. Then we had Osprey versus ELP, which had a good hot start, and I really enjoyed Will kicking the railings during the tightrope walk spot. More people should do that. And it was a decent match up until the shenanigans. There was a ref bump. Ishimori did a run-in, so I can't recommend this. Then the Dragon Lee versus El Fantasmo final, we got bullet club distraction right from the start. Long control periods of ELP doing corny, heelish things. And this match just didn't allow Dragon Lee to do any of his amazing, high-paced offence that we love him for. But we'll say the table spot was awesome, very well executed, and bonus points for him (laughs) El Fantasmo smashing his head open, so I'll give him that. And then uh, El Fantasmo wiping the blood out of his eyes midway through the CR2 was great, but completely accidental so I don't know if I can give him too much credit for that but uh, I didn't like him doing the Styles clash and the V trigger and the one winged angel it it didn't feel earned I feel that that's the preserve of the leader of the Bullet Club in big big matches and Then the spot where they exchanged a ton of moves and they both collapsed was really good. That was more of what I wanted to see. Then they had this really cool strike exchange on their knees where Dragon Lee wiped the blood off of El Phantasmo's face and licked it. And that was really nasty and really unhygienic. And I loved it, but don't do it again. (laughs) And I was sitting there, Damon, watching it thinking, yes, this is great. The, The blood is really working for El Phantasma. He needs to show his edge here, his nastiness, show his toughness, deliver a solid closing stretch. No bullshit. Get the clean win. He's a made man. And then he did the fucking titty twister yeah. and he ruined all of that good stuff that yeah. had happened before it, which just, to me, it showed me that he doesn't have the intuition to ever be a top guy in the company. I really felt that, I don't know if they had the flexibility to do this, but they should have capitalised on the blood thing and just beat the shit out of each other because it just was really jarring having all these nasty bloody spots and then he's tweaking his nipples after that. But then after that, he spat blood in Dragon Lee's face, which is great. And then there was a ref bump and a dick punch, which was bad. Yep. So it was yep. just sort of lurching between these two things. And and then he did the rope walking spot after that. And I just felt the pacing was all wrong. Yeah. It just felt like we were reaching this intense climax of the match between two prize fighters who were laying it all on the line. And then he just busts out the gimmicky heel spots, which ground everything to a halt. We had a mask in, we had another ref bump, we had another dick punch. Uh, <laughs> Damon, I want to get off the old Phantasmo ride. I don't yeah. like it.
0: <laughs> I'm I look y- you have to th- think that it's intentional. You have to think that this is this is, you know, that those things didn't happen by happenstance and accident. Accident. And you're right if it, it felt like they, they would, you know, I'm a huge fan of 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 going on a ride, an emotional journey in a pro wrestling match. That's not the emotional journey I want to go on. Like, I don't want to be, you know, going up that hill, going up that ramp on that roller coaster, and then have it drop out from under me with a titty twister. That spot drove like it feels like that's the that's who he is, right? And I don't know if that's necessarily what I want, right? In a in a final match. It's a Super j I don't know. I'm kind of... And I think the majority of the people... I can't speak for everyone, but I feel like the majority of the people watching a New Japan Pro Wrestling product kind of wants... They have they have in their mind what this should be. Um, and I don't think a titty twister and the... Look, it's Bullet Club. And it's... We get it. Your heels... I... I, I Here's the thing. It's not subtle anymore. It's it's gotten to the point in the past year or so, probably more. When it comes to bullet club shit, it's 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 the one spot where I feel like New Japan just beats you over the fucking head with the fact that they're heel, you know, that they're that they have to do these ball shots. And ref bumps and pull the ref out when there's a two count and bullshit shenanigans and 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 again titty twisters and fucking you know it's like all right we get it your heels do you have to do this at every spot you know you're right you the blood I have said it a, a, tr- a trillion times accidental blood in a in a high stakes pro wrestling match adds to the drama. As long as both guys aren't seriously hurt, right? Accidental blood almost always makes for compelling pro wrestling. Why would you do things? You know what I mean? Why? It's just, oh it's frustrating. And it's frustrating not in a good way. Like, there's, there's frustration. Like, Naito frustration sometimes can feel, okay, this is pro wrestling build, and there's going to be a payoff. Give me the payoff here. I don't know. Like, again, I, I hate to say it, but it's like, when it comes to, to subtlety, New Japan really does an outstanding job overall. Not beating you over the head having you be you know think a little bit be intelligent and the payoffs and all you know all, all the things we talk about and we praise new japan for man when it comes to bullet club it is just like dumb beat you over the head with a hammer we're heels and it's like okay we get it enough is enough
1: it feels that like el fantasma has most been positioned like a mini jay white but just compare this match with the Jay White versus Juice Robinson match in San Francisco where again something unexpected happened there was the the thing with Jim Ross and the the guardrail and Josh Barnett getting in the ring which could have completely derailed the match but Jay White managed to utilise that superbly absolute perfection to get himself over as this sort of cowardly chicken shit heel like running away and taunting them throughout the match and I just think the difference between a Jay White and an El Phantasmo is Jay White has the the intuition and the sense to be able to adapt things on the flight and make the most of them, whereas El Phantasmo is thinking, uh, okay, well, this has happened, but I've got to do the dick punch and I've got to do the tightrope spot and I've got to do the nipple stuff because uh, that's what we planned before the match.
0: Right, right. You might be right. You might be right. I don't know. I just To me, that stuff turns more people away than has that, like, you know, like, I hear more people, and I don't want to think that I'm just in this fucking bubble. I think, especially you, Joel, do an outstanding job of allowing different voices, different opinions, and different uh, pro wrestling fandom, uh, and hearing them, right? And hearing their likes and dislikes. And, again, not to pimp out our Discord, but... That's, to me, that's where you get that. You get that mix. Whatever style you enjoy, you'll find someone in our Discord that, you know, might feel similarly. Um, and, and you might feel right now that you're completely out in left field. Now, there are people that will tell you, you're out in left field, right, and tell you why. <laughs> but, but, again, th- there is that exchange. Friendly discourse. I don't know many people that are sitting here saying, oh, yeah, I need more of that El Phantasmo dick punch. You know what I mean? That I need more refs being bumped. I need more bullshit. You know, no one, who says that? No one looks forward to that. Nobody, I don't know. I just, I, especially not, you know, you put chocolate in my peanut butter. You put peanut butter in my chocolate. Uh, nobody's Nobody's going out of their way saying, you know what we need more in pro wrestling? Especially New Japan Pro Wrestling, we need more ref bumps. Boy, nobody says that. So I don't know. Something to consider. It it wasn't for me. It it it. it I turned off that show thinking, boy, I I probably would have been okay not seeing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I probably would have been. I felt like I saw it. Uh, it was okay. It was all right. I don't think. I I didn't listen I didn't I didn't it wasn't like I, I turned off that show and was like, Alright. Can't wait to see more El Phantasmo.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And then there was some tension after the match between El Fantasma and Jushin Thunder Liger, where Liger refused to put the golden jacket onto El Fantasmo. So you do wonder if they're setting up something for one of those shows in the U.S.? Do you think we might be getting a Liga versus El Phantasmo match or, or tag match at some point there? West Coast. West Coast show. Um,
0: you would think. They usually don't do things and, and just let it rest. They only got a couple more months to go, though. Uh, and we do have the Suzuki program that looks like it's back Lige. on the like is just pissing off everywhere he's
1: like the super j cast isn't he just making enemies <laughs> left and right i
0: know you know relax you're going out you, you know You should be easing into your retirement you should please uh yeah it just seems like that so uh, i am gonna be surprised i gonna be surprised if you see that on the west coast
1: let's move on to these destruction shows so we started off with the destruction in bepu uh in oita i just like to say bepu just yes. it feels good, doesn't it? Beppu, yes. I like the Eastenders character Beppe Marco. There's just something about the 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 bep. I just enjoy saying the bep. Beppu, Beppu, Beppu. Right. Uh, one thing I want to say off the bat, Damon. I thought Gino Gambino is really growing into his role as a colour commentator. I thought he was really good in these two shows, and he's kind of silly. He's like a sort of a big doofus who says sort of daft pro bullet club things. Like kind of that sort of Bobby Heenan, where he's not really wrong. But it's just ridiculous what he's saying, which is kind of endearing and goofy at the same time. And I thought he he and Kevin Kelly bounced off each other really nicely. Yeah,
0: I think it's. I mean, you know, I think whenever you hear a new voice, um, people are always somewhat skeptical um, right out of the gate. And again, it's not the easiest thing to. You would think it would just be like, I just put on the headset and commentate and it's not not the easiest thing in the world to do um yeah i think that they've they're they're finding a groove now look let's be honest here i think a lot of that has to do with kevin kelly right being able to put people in positions um and being able to juggle that and and work off of strengths and you know giving them set up so that they can hit a home run right um but you got to be able to hit the home run and I think uh, Gino is is finding his groove. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, the heel stuff can get this is it is a it is a uh, dangerous slippery slope when it comes to that because you could come across as like I don't know sometimes you know like a Don Callis might not be my cup of tea. You're just like Ugh, okay.
1: I, I do have a counterpoint to that, which is going to come up in uh, later on when we talk about another match. But um, yeah, I, just, I thought he towed that line very well. Like There was one moment where, I can't remember which match it was, but someone came over to next to the commentary desk and then Gino was encouraging Kevin Kelly to chop. I, I can't remember if it was Osprey or Eagles or someone, and Gino's like, chop him, go on Kevin, give him a chop. Which right. I, I found that really funny. And he's yeah. also got a, a good sort of self-deprecating sense of humour. He's always sort of laughing at himself, which... Uh, again, is a, a plus for me.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving them a solid B plus. I think, and and with with room for improvement because I think I think that will happen. So, uh, yeah, they got a good crew. I, I I look that that English commentating team. We've said it a lot. We've gone from people who are who are just you know we didn't know any different and would would expect no different than Japanese commentary to you know what it's it's not only is it good. It's it it equals that of the stuff that you're seeing in the ring, and it makes it even better. So uh, that's the highest compliment I can give.
1: Nicholas asks, "How awesome was it to get multiple showers from Kevin Kelly?" <laughs> I tell you, Damien, it was lucky we had that chat about the Young Lions last week. So <laughs> Kevin had something to reference because he's certainly not going to be going on um, King of Pro Wrestling talking about the <laughs> the dick conversations <laughs> we've been having. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's, it's always nice, isn't it? It's always nice to hear, uh, being recognized. And, uh, again, we know that Kevin is a, is a, is a listener and I like the fact, here's the thing with Kevin and I, look, he travels a lot. So he, he listens to a lot of different stuff. Uh, he's a big baseball fan, so I'm sure he gets his baseball podcasts and the fact that we're in his listening queue is always nice, but he always brings up like deep. References and shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, so you know he listens. He listens to the whole thing. So maybe he does uh, make it all the way through. Good, uh, but it always feels good. We always appreciate it. We always get a nice little bump from him. I got, I got, I got a, I got a, I got a uh, name shout out too, Joel. Um, that was uh, look, and it's nice and it impresses the family a little bit. I get an eye roll. I'm like, oh, she, no, nothing impresses, don't you? Do, like do you have friends or colleagues or whatever and you're like I I we just my show just got mentioned here you know what I mean and nobody gives a fuck I hate that
1: Yeah I just, I never bring it up No It's I'm not like, worth it, it If it I really try and it. explain stuff to Mali her only question every time I say anything like oh we got a shout out oh we did this we've done that is how much money are you going to make out of it no. <laughs> And yeah. the answer is always no. nothing so <laughs> <laughs> I just don't no. bother telling her stuff anymore just like, wear your Super j t-shirt and just leave it at that. Yeah, look at my dick. <laughs> or don't, as is her choice. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. All
0: right. Uh, yes, but to answer the question, it is awesome, and I could hear it every day. So thank you, the great Kevin Kelly. All right.
1: So this Bepu show, we had Carl uh, Fredericks defeating Yota Suji. We had uh, Alex Coughlin against Shota Umino. We had uh, look. I'm quite happy to just fast forward to the top two matches on this show, Damon. Unless you have any hot takes about the uh, seven matches that preceded them. No, I mean, look, I think
0: I think everybody ha- overall has enjoyed the Young Lions Cup. Um, uh, they're they're solid matches. They're solid pro wrestlers. Um, the, the 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 ceiling is high. All that stuff. Blah 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 blah. Look, if you, I, I, it's hard for me to give you a hot take as of right now. Um, I, I will say this. W- what do we get? Where? I mean, give me. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to find fucking fodder out of the Young Lions Cup. Let me. You've asked me this last week. I'm going to ask you this week. Give me a, give me a letter grade. I'm going to give you the names. Give me what you think. Is, is that fair? Can we do that and just wrap it up with these Young Lions? Yeah. Okay. Shota Umino. Uh,
1: A minus. Ren Narita. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody to say A minus as right, well. Right, right. Yeah. I
0: mean, right, right.
1: Carl Fredericks.
0: B. Clark Connors.
1: B plus. Alex Collins. B minus. Yoda um, f- If I'm being unbiased, I would have to say C plus because I think he's the weakest. Well, one of the weakest, but because I like him, I'm going to give him a, bump it up to a, a B minus. Okay. Michael Richards. Uh, C minus. I think he's bottom of the class, but he's not bad. He's just not as good as the others.
0: Okay. What do you think is missing there?
1: Uh, Experience. He just needs more matches. Youmra. A minus. I think he's really, really good.
0: Yeah, you like him. All right. I mean, there's nobody bad here. You know, even even with the Bs and C, you know, it's not like these are. This just means they got room to grow. I, I I mean, look, they're solid. They got. Nobody's complaining about it. Um, but it's hard for us to sit here and
1: fucking give you
0: you know, right, I I people. gave
1: all my hot takes on the young lions last exactly. week, so I'll just right. be repeating myself. Exactly. All right, let's
0: move on. Uh yeah, top magic. Okay, so we um, We're not gonna go over uh you know, Nakanishi Hanare and Fredericks and you know <laughs> He did look good
1: actually. Nakanishi looked good. He looked fresh. He's rested <laughs> he up, looking look like good. a much younger man.
0: I love Nakanishi. Like of all the dads, I really love Nakanishi. He's just I you know he he does so much with so little. It's so great. Um, give me a, give me just give me. We got to
1: give a shout out as well. Sorry to uh, Togi Makabe, He's just the absolute master of these Mighty <laughs> Man tags. Yeah, just he, he just stands on the apron, <laughs> yeah. tags in like about six minutes into the match. couple of clotheslines, do his corner patches Ha ha ha! Tags out. Yep. See you later, guys.
0: Yep, yep. He's the best. They, they got that down they've earned that they've earned that alright so let's just do uh, top two matches what do you say
1: alright so 8th match was the IWGP Tag Team Championship match with uh, Gorilla's of Destiny successfully defending their title against Yoshihashi and Tomura Yoshii, with Tamatonga pinning Yoshihashi in 21 minutes 35 with a schoolboy so I thought this match had a really good build, as we talked about last week with Yoshihashi never having won a title, so I did feel that this wasn't just a throwaway tag team match. I felt there was something at stake here with the possibility of Yoshihashi getting his first ever title win, and I thought Kevin and Gino did a really good job on commentary talking about the differences between these two tag teams, emphasising G.O.D.'s experience advantage and how basically Yoshi and Ishii are just two singles guys thrown together so they're not going to have the kind of synergy that G.O.D. do, and it was quite surprising the way they laid out the match, the fact that they had Ishii being the babyface and peril for most of it and Yoshihashi being the hot tag for most of the match because I would have thought you'd done it the other way around. But I guess if you think about it from a kayfabe standpoint that Ishii just doesn't trust Yoshihashi, so he's just like, just let me fight these guys by myself. Right. And so that right. happened that a bad idea. And Yoshihashi, there was a moment he completely fucked up the gun stun. <laughs> Tama Tonga went for the guns done and he just like bumped in the wrong direction so that was a fun on brand moment for him and then we got the Kenta run in which the match was okay I felt if it had had a, a satisfying and dramatic clean finish I would have given you a thumbs up and said "Yeah, this was a good tag team match but given that again we had the, the fuck finish Kenta coming out I just didn't like it I didn't think this was any good
0: I mean, of all of all the ways to take a fall, you think of all the big moves people kick out of. You think of all the the drama and all the, the, the physical peril people are in to fi- and then to finally get a tap or a submission and all that. A distraction. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, (laughs) really?
1: Yeah, it's unworthy of New Japan. That's something that we expect to see on Monday Night Raw. Right. I hate to say
0: it. The other guy's
1: entrance music is playing. What? What's going on? I've got to stare at the screen like an idiot. Oh, no, I've been pinned. Right,
0: exactly. It was, that was just, I don't know. The match was okay. Match was okay. Uh, I thought G.O.D. tried. I really did. I think Yoshihashi just... I, one, it's hard for, for me to sit here and, and and actively think that Yoshihashi is worth a damn in the pecking order of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You could say, oh, he's a, a, underrated. Oh, he's really a good wrestler. and all, Okay, all right, great, okay. Uh, it didn't look that great here. I'm going to be truthful. Um, Sloppy, I will say. Sloppy. But then that finish was just like, whoo You can make up a lot. You can make up a lot of ground on a match that struggles if you have a, a decent closing stretch and a, and, a, and a hot fit. Oh, my God. Hot girl just came out. She's backing up out of her driveway. She just ran over of the plant. She just ran over her bush. <laughs> At least it's, I thought you were going to say she ran over a kid. Oh <laughs> would be very on-brand for her. her kid's doing right. Ran, no, she had this bush, and, it, and it's... She just, I mean, not even just, like, scraped it. She just ran over the middle of it. That was really kind of difficult to do. Oh, she's the best. Yikes. Um, anywho, yeah, I, I i mean, not good. <laughs> not good. And, again, that finish was
1: just like, okay, all right, whatever. Uh, the main event here was... Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi to win back the British Heavyweight Championship in 26 minutes 43 with a ground Cobra twist. This is, what, the fifth time we've seen it this year? Yeah. I'll let you take the lead on this, Damon. What did you think? Because I've run out of stuff to say about Zack and Tanahashi matches. They're good. I like them. I thought this was, maybe felt a bit fresher. It wasn't as grapple heavy as other stuff. There were some interesting twists. I really enjoyed the closing stretch with... The Zach driver and I thought the finish was really cool. Um maybe you can give some more insight. What did you think of it?
0: <laughs> I liked it. Um I love but I liked them I liked it as much as I liked uh, just about every other, you know, Zach and Tana match. I like the fact that it's I'm going to try to out wrestle you. And Tana I was out wrestling Zach. Um uh, and in one moment when Tanahashi has his guard down, it's Zach getting the win, right out wrestling him. Um, I like the little the little call back to the Anoki spots, right the uh, octopus stretch uh, I like that and I, I think the commentating team did a good job of kind of putting that over as well. Um, I think we can put this to rest though. I don't think I don't think we need to see this again. Uh, but again, I think that they are good together. I will say this though. Um, the, the beginning and I noticed this and I pointed this out on myself as I was watching this. I was going to the phone a lot in the beginning of this match. I was going to the phone a lot.
1: Um, And now I don't I'm know just playing that- Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I had half of, half of my screen with this the New Japan World Feed and I had the other half with my SNES emulator playing Chrono Trigger.
0: Right. Okay. So there you go. There you are. Um, There was a it did seem like it took a little bit for me to get my engine. I may now listen, maybe it was a combination of that f- tag finish that just took me out and just like, oh God. Uh and it took me a while to find my groove again. But I don't think the beginning of this match helped in me find that groove, right? It didn't do it any favors. So it took me a little bit to get rolling on this match, but I enjoyed it. I liked it. I'm probably four, right? I'm probably four stars. Um, and, and, and I think maybe I'm being a little generous too, but I thought it was four. Um, I'm giving it to Zach bump because I really like Zach and I like Tanahashi a lot too. So, but I think right now I don't want to see this match for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. We just reached that point in the new Japan calendar where you can say this about quite a few of the feuds that are going, we just like I've had enough of this. I don't want to see this pairing again. I'm done with it. Uh, I guess there was going to be more of that when we preview King of Pro Wrestling next week, but uh, we'll keep our powder dry. It was interesting in the post-match comments. Zach Sabre Jr. said he wants to be a, a Triple Crown champion, so he yeah. declared he, he wants to throw his name in the mix with the the multiple belt situation, and he wants to win the heavyweight. And he said he's going to throw the IC title in the bin. What do you make of that? Do you think? I mean, I, I obviously don't think Zach is going to be in that picture come Wrestle Kingdom thought occurred to me maybe they might do eight people in this mini tournament and have four matches on night one and then the two semi semi-finals on the final in night two but then i thought probably not it could be we get some de facto qualifying matches maybe a something like power struggle where you have i don't know let's say zach challenging naito and whoever wins that is going to go through to this mini tournament gimmick well, what did you make of zach's comments did you read much into that well,
0: the only thing that I really got out of it was the fact that it was mentioned by someone completely different, right? Again, it feels like there's a, you know, the old adage, the where there is smoke, there is fire. Seems like there's a lot of smoke coming out of a lot of people's mouths, right? I mean, I mean why would we constantly be bringing this up between Abush and Naito and, you know, uh tanahashi's mentioned it right if i'm not mistaken and uh now we got zach yapping about it it feels like it's a real thing you know it feels like it's a yeah, legitimate yeah. real thing
1: i would say it's absolutely nailed on that come january 5th someone is leaving the tokyo dome with both of those titles would you agree it feels like it man like it it again we're we're
0: we're we we've heard this talk a lot. Again, it's uh, it's not like we're one person says it and it's like oh, okay that'd be interesting, that'd be good, and people start speculating and fantasy booking it and all that, and then that's you know kind of where it begins and ends. Okay, now you got another person mentioning it. Okay, now there's more fuel. Oh,
1: well, now we got a smoldering fire. Fo- okay, now another person. You know, it's like, and who started it, Damon? Who started this talk of double champion? Correct me if I'm wrong. It was NATO. It was so. It's his destino.
0: I tell you what, how uh, we this summer we talked about it. How he's got to win this G one. He's got to, you know, he's got to be the guy, and he didn't win. And and then there was that right afterward. There's that little sliver of hope that people just kind of again. It's that little spark in in the in the in the uh, in the twigs. And it's smoking, and people are just whoosh, 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 blowing on that fire, hoping to keep that fucking fire going. And look at this. I think we got ourselves a little flame building. I think we do. So hang on, Nitro fans. There's still hope. <laughs> I hate to do it to you, but there's still fucking hope. That at the end of the I day. I can't wait
1: for our post-Wrestle Kingdom show. It's going to be a
0: belter, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, my goodness gracious. Poor people. But, uh, Enjoy it now. Enjoy it now, because guess what? There
1: is hope. This is a tweet I saw on Twitter by Jamesy. E. I think he's involved in another podcast. He says, haven't seen much talk about Tanahashi's RevPro title win, basically being for nothing. I really do wonder about where that company is headed. Still no sign of Summer Sizzler either, 16 days on. So did the result of this and the flip-flopping of the RevPro title Raise an eyebrow for you? Did it make you a little bit worried for the fate of the company?
0: No, um, I mean, I think a lot of that had to do with they had a big crowd, right, in a big building, and they wanted to put on a a, a, a big show and to have a, a title change, their title change on you know on a, on a show where they're getting more eyeballs than. Any other show? Um, do people call that hot shot booking? Do people call that uh, maybe? But I think they did it just to pop it, and then you know to have to drop the title back. I think everybody kind of saw that when they announced that rematch as quickly as they did. Um, I really don't know too much about Rev Pro's financial situation and health of the company. Um. And I know I have people that go to a lot of the shows or the 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 great London Joel, as we call him. I was uh, chatting with him this week. A little bit about Rev Pro. I don't think they're in any dire straits. I don't think they're in any any uh terrible position as of right now.
1: No any... not terrible or dire straight, it's just uh, the the lack of direction for the company.
0: Yeah. Uh It doesn't feel like they have a guy that could slide on in and take that title and run with that title and be the top guy of that promotion um, with it flip-flopping between Tana and and Zach. Um, It just
1: feels like there's no storyline. There's no main event storylines. There's no interaction between the title scene, which feels like a isolated self-contained little New Japan title at the moment mm-hmm. and what's happening on the rest of the card so yeah. it doesn't feel like I don't know let's say uh Shah Samuels or, or uh, Oku or whoever could work their way up the cards and get a shot at that title it just feels like it's these there's a big line in the sand between the main event British heavyweight title and then the rest of the shows
0: I think it's a fair it's a, that's a fair statement that's a fair statement um, there's no one that they are building right now. It feels like anyway, that they are building that would be, okay, this guy is, is the future of this company and he'll eventually win that title. It doesn't feel like they have that guy that's really stirring the pot. Um, so yeah, that, 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 that is a criticism that I would agree with. Sure. Absolutely where 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 they yeah, get that guy and who that guy is pff, i can't answer that i don't know
1: all right let's talk about the next show which was the destruction in kagoshima and we well first of all a little note on the attendance here which 4004 and they did better than the kagoshima number last year by more than 500 so that was a g1 show with a main event of ibushi versus goto so obviously it's Ibushi's hometown so impressive that they managed to top that by 500 but it was also a national holiday this year it was respect for the aged day so maybe that played a factor as well
0: oh, yeah. nice. I should have been there all
1: right so uh, we started off first match was a young <coughs> young line cut match excuse me between Yuya Uemura defeating Clark Connors 9 minutes 31 with the Boston Crab and I know we sort of hand wave the young line stuff but I did want to single this match out because I thought this was excellent it was just yeah. red hot between these two guys Uemura showed great fire the crowd was into it massive pot went when we won, so I thought this is definitely one that I would go out of my way to watch.
0: I would agree with that one hundred percent. Um dare I say it might be my favorite Young Lion cup match so far. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um Yeah. I, I'll go so far as to say it it, it has been.
1: Um very very horny there was a bit where they sort of he, he locked up he got the underhooks and uh screamed in uh it was oemra screamed in connor's face before he did the suplex thing it was just yeah it was a very very highly sexually charged moment
0: <laughs> wow um and i was a uh, not, not only would i say this is one that i would go out of my way to watch Right, So far, if, it, if we're looking at all the uh, Young Lion Cup matches um, on this show, eh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite match, but I'd say it's
1: top three. I'd say it's top three. Second match, Narita defeating Michael Richards. It was a bit of a nothing match. I don't have anything to say on that. Uh, third match, we had the eight-man tag with Hinare uh, getting the pinfall over Yotosuji with the toe bottom. And I believe this is two wins in a row for him. So I wonder if they've got something planned. Uh, Scott says, Hinare's back from training abroad. Uh, Thailand, martial arts, I forget. He has a new bid. Seems he's trying to freshen things up. What does he need to do to avoid falling behind? Turn heel, join Bullet Club, get a tag partner. How would you help Hinare? Uh, did you... Read anything into him picking up the pinfalls here, Damon? I mean,
0: I'm glad that he did, but, I mean, let's... On that team, Um, who would he... I mean, Nagata, Taguchi, Umino, Tsuji. Uh, On the winning side, what was it? Nakanishi, Carl Fredericks. Uh, who else was in there? Uh was it Alex Kong? No. Uh might be. Anyway. Um I'm just trying yeah, to. Yeah, it's Coughlin,
1: Nag- Frederick's Hinare and Nakanishi versus Suji, Umino, Taguchi and Nagata.
0: I mean you would think Nagato and Taguchi if, if that side were going to get a win, it would be between those two. Nakanishi, Hinare, would be between those two if that's the team that they decided to win. Two in a row for Hanare. I mean, if anybody needs to get pinfall wins, it would be Hanare, right? I mean, does Nakanishi need to get a fucking pinfall win? Does Nagata need to get a pinfall win to Maybe. Depends on what you want to do with him. I think it's just a matter of who who needs it more, <laughs> really. I don't know if they have anything planned for him. I know he's got a new, some new facial hair. I know we say it a lot, but he's got to be looking in his rearview mirror like what What do I got to do to fucking break ahead, break out of the pack of I'm in. I'm glad that he got two, but to me it just feels like it, he got two wins because he's the, he's the guy that needs two wins.
1: This is the time of year in these sorts of shows, destruction, power struggle, things like that, where you would want to heat up a guy like Canaro done nothing all year to maybe just have him in a big, well not a big, like a, a singles match, just any singles match, because I know he had one at the uh, shows that they did Down Under, but there's just been very little else for him this year, so hopefully it's leading to something. Would you put um, him in anything,
0: though? It, I mean, would you be excited about Hinare getting a title shot?
1: wouldn't necessarily give him a title shot, but, you know, you throw me Hinare versus Yuji Nagata on the undercard of one of these destruction shows or to have him lose fighting spirit or whatever yeah oh, he can't beat nagata candy right i
0: mean what do you do with him okay great he's got a couple tag wins okay let's just say that we're building him up for something you know what i mean like what what is anybody gonna get excited over henare doing what
1: all right, yeah, I, I take a point. So there's no point heating him up if he's just immediately going to lose whatever match he's being heated up for.
0: Right, right. Well, what's the plan then? Right. I mean, are, are, are we, are we. If, if you're going to heat him up, never. Is he going to be? An, is he going to be challenging for a never title or U.S. title? Because I can't see him. Tra- you're not going to heat him up so hot that he's intercontinental, right? Like, what do you do with him? He's, he's below Juice in the pecking order. He's below – is he below Chase? I think so. Yeah, he is. Okay. So you got a lot of heating up to do, right? Okay, then what? You're heating him up for what? He's got a ceiling right now. You There's no fucking possible way you're heating a guy up so hot that he's intercontinental challenging, right? That's just not fucking going to happen, right? Never would you put him in the ring with Kenta?
1: no, I wouldn't. Right. No, no, who's going to pull the plug on it? <laughs> right.
0: I mean, I'm I don't want to trying... do it anymore. <laughs> I'm... And I'm not saying Hanari's terrible by any stretch of imagination. That's not my point. My point is is that <sighs> you he's at this level for so long. Like how do you get him out of that level? It's got to be something pretty fucking dramatic. Um and I don't, I don't have the answer for it right now.
1: In the next match, we had uh, an eight-man tag with Yo Yoshihashi, and Ishii versus Chase, Farley and Gorillaz of Destiny, which was notable for Yo getting a pinfall on Tamatonga with an inside yeah. cradle. So Roppongi 3K getting that pin over Gorillaz of Destiny. Rocky Romero backstage said Roppongi 3K might move to heavyweight, and so he would team with Toguchi in the junior tag league. So it would be coach and coach team. So it looks like Rapongi 3K are going to challenge Gorillas of Destiny and possibly be heavyweights, Damon.
0: Okay, I'm okay with that. I mean, again, I've said it. Let there are going to be tiny heavyweights, that's for sure. Uh, but that's always been the goal, right? Everybody's kind of been like, okay, how are we going to transition these guys into heavyweights? This is this is step one in this in this process, right? This is. I've said it before. I really feel like show is championship material. Championship material. Okay? This is step number one in getting that getting that junior sleaze off of them. <laughs> getting them into the heavyweight mix. I'm, I'm all for it. Let's do it. <laughs> Joel texted me. And we can leave this in the show, by the way. Let's leave that dead air for a second on. Uh, Joel just texted me. I'll read it off to uh, all of our listeners here to to take you a little bit behind the curtain, shall I? Uh, and by the way, I feel, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a cold. I have a little flimsy. I don't remember hearing back that cough. But Joel texts me and says the following. Going to get some water. BRB. Be right back, guys i'm back he's back right i was just telling him that you just sent me a text because i had an awkward pause there because i didn't hear anything i didn't see my phone that you got your your water uh well
1: oh, sorry do we need I'm an sorry. edit there or are we good no
0: leave it in i mean what the fuck? i i just i just uh i just uh rambled for a couple minutes it was good i thought it was uh, my
1: lovely wife she brought me a plate of food oh what kind and- of and well, because we're moving house, we're just sort of trying to clear out things out in the fridge. So I've got some stir-fried vegetables with garlic and it looks like maybe some egg-fried rice and brown rice with egg here. But I needed a drink to go with that. And I also needed some chilli condiment to nice. spice it up a bit. So you forgive the awkward pause. I apologise for throwing you under the bus. And gotcha. I probably will be eating... in between my hot takes for the remainder of the podcast
0: no problem I'll I'll go nice and long for you to make sure you get a couple of bites in get a couple of bites (laughs) alright
1: so our next match then we had uh, an 8 man tag with Liger, Homa Makabe, Tanahashi versus Doki, Kanemaru, Suzuki Zack Sabre Jr which was notable for Suzuki unmasking Liger he ripped the mask off his face And again, it's just more horniness. New Japan's been very horny lately. Suzuki standing there with a mask in his teeth. I don't know. It just felt... I I got very strong BDSM vibes from what was going on there. And then backstage, Jushin Liger Liger said, you know what happens when Liger gets pissed. Uh So, Damon, where is this leading? Do you think we might get the return of one Kishin Liger? I I tell
0: you what, there's been a a lot of scuttlebutt about that, right? Imagine that. Imagine that. I mean, it is... When people talk about Liger matches, man, people... And I don't even think the match was that great between him and Muda. But, man, they point their fucking fingers to that match as one of the greatest moments in Liger's career. And from a visual perspective, you, you mean, you, you tend to agree, right? The mask being ripped off and the body, uh, the, the the you know, the top outfit part Co- I wanna say costume. Costume makes it sound like he's fucking, you know, in mum and shunts or something. Uh the gimmick, the gear, you know what I'm trying to say, right? And then the makeup underneath. Yeah, everybody everybody loves that. So uh you know if he's gonna go out, he's gonna go out in style. He's gonna bring back all the things. I wonder if we are we gonna get a CTU reunion. I wonder if we'll have that anytime soon. Wait,
1: Do you think the kitchen Liger thing would be appropriate for the final match or do you think this would be like the precursor to the final match so we get a Kishin Liger match and then the final Duty and Thunder Liger match after that?
0: I hope, I hope uh, I, I look, I'm, I'm I kind of want this to be the last match to be a final swan song that kind of thing so I don't want to say I, I I I it might be tainted, right? I think tainted is a bad word. Um, I would like to see them separate, but um, if they did do that, I think it would be a pretty cool moment. I will say that if it's the if if they do that in the final match, but yeah, it looks like that's look. I I I like it. I like it a lot actually. I think it's going to be fun. Um, and I think everybody's looking forward to it. I think Suzuki's doing a great job. Uh, being just the ultimate prick, uh, Liger. Kind of, I'm warning you. You know, you know, you know what'll happen if if uh, my my anger rises. He turns into a fucking Hulk. That's what happens. I like it. It's gonna be good. Not bad at all. And you got Doki back.
1: Yeah, uh, the internet was rejoicing. I don't know if this is just an ironic meme thing, but everyone's happy that Doki's back. Uh, Sick match we had. Rocky, Goto, Okada versus Bushi, Shingo, Sanada. The Goto and Shingo interactions are great. I don't know if I can say the same for the Okada, Sanada interactions. It just feels like there's no heat there. The crowd don't really seem that into them. I'm not into them. It just feels... I don't know. Their upcoming King of Pro Wrestling match which we'll preview next weekend's, But it just feels like this big specter looming in the distance. And I, you know, I saw a Reddit post where someone was convinced that it was going to go to a 60-minute draw, and I just, oh, I I don't, <laughs> I'm not excited for it, Damon. No. I mean,
0: I don't, what stinks is it's it's this lead up to Wrestle Kingdom. I hate to say it, Nobody thinks Sonata's going to win. And nobody thinks that, not only that, I don't think many people are are overly excited for this title match. Um, and I kind of feel, I kind of feel more that, I kind of feel that people are less excited about Okada um, and Sonata than they are about Ibushi Evil. Right? I feel like like more people are excited for Abushi Evil. I don't know. It's just not one of those things that that at least right now. Look, I think the match will be good, but I, I'm you know you're right. It does feel like we're in a we're in this we're in this hold pattern, and everybody's got their eyes on. And I, and this is a fault I think of us. And if you know if, if there's a fault, I'll I'll give you that is that we do we don't help perpetuating the let's hit the fucking fast forward button past this and let's get to the good stuff because we know the good stuff's, you know, a handful of months away. It's already mid September, by the way, FYI, Wrestle Kingdom is right around the fucking corner. And I think everybody's kind of eyeing that up as opposed to this. Will we get some good matches? Yes, but I can't, I don't think anybody is is looking forward to, you know, King of Pro Wrestling in the sense of they're looking to get past King of Pro Wrestling as opposed to looking forward to King of Pro Wrestling. They're looking forward to getting past it. And that's not good, right? That's not great. Um and and we're guilty of it too. I'm going to say I'm guilty of it 100%. I'm looking to get past this to get to Wrestle Kingdom. And I think that there's gold here, possibly, right? In the sense of we're going to get good matches, but from a pro wrestling, grab me, hook me in, enthrall me. No, that's, I I need the leaves to change. I need, uh, you know, I need the cool nights. I need pumpkins and I need, uh, you know, November to hit and all that stuff and Christmas because Wrestle Kingdom's right around the corner, and that's where my eyes are.
1: I think even the most diehard Sanada fans would not give him a hope in hell against Okada, King of Pro Wrestling. And yeah, that's a real problem. But uh, let's move on to the next match, which was Evil and Tetsuya Naito defeating Yudro and Jay White. Unremarkable match, but again, I just want to touch on the the sheer eroticism of this (laughs) Naito and Jay White feud. I know I keep banging the same drum, Damon. Am I mad? Is this an extremely horny feud? Because we got Naito and Jay White there, you know, lying down next to each other, doing the tranquilo pose, literally spitting in each other's faces and smiling. Yeah, I mean, that is is really sexy stuff. What, what Eat do your you cough. want? You jerk off once or twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I took a photo, sent it to a few randos on the right. Twitter timeline. All
0: right. All right.
1: Um, uh, it is, I guess, if
0: look I can't speak for the uh for the uh the gay community right I can't speak for them right they, they, they can speak for themselves but for what I'm seeing online Joel they they seem to be uh seem to be pleased with this right they like this they are are uh, passionately giving it a thumbs up um, and I could see you.
1: And, and we're not. I'm not just being sort of silly and and tongue in cheek here. I, it's definitely That's something that New Japan leans very heavily into. And even irrespective of that, obviously I'm not gay, but I'm just finding it like a very dramatic and compelling feud, like the, the charisma and the chemistry between these two guys, where you've got basically two dickheads who get off on winding other people up but are unable to wind each other up just because of their personalities. And it's just, it's building to this big climax. I I just, I'm really enjoying it.
0: <laughs> you and your innuendo. You. Uh, um, uh, they'll just fuck it. Wrestle kingdom. I think that's probably what'll happen. Right. We'll just get in a ring and just get down, get down.
1: No, come on. We're being silly now.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, so some sort of, like, Iron Man match or the first person to come loses or whatever. <laughs> All right, well, let me ask you this.
0: From a uh, a heterosexual male perspective, uh, and again, I can see it as plain as day, you can see it as plain as day, but overall, are you excited about the possibilities of Jay White and uh naito uh, as they say getting it on
1: in a pro wrestling i thought i I thought their block final the g1 was very very good and that was clean there wasn't any shenanigans and any interference or nonsense with jay white and i thought they had a terrific match and this one is unpredictable for me i genuinely don't know who's gonna win i I mean we'll preview the uh kobe show later but Mm -hmm. i just wanted to tip the hat and say that I thought they've done a really good job in building up this feud in a time of year as we say where things feel pretty dead
0: yeah yeah I agree I think they've done a really good job um horniness aside um I think they've done a really good job and it's probably the one match uh that yeah has me intrigued from a perspective of oh it could go either way and to me that's always makes pro wrestling a little bit more enjoyable
1: Maybe Jay White's not going to be in this mini tournament. Maybe Tanahashi gets in somehow. I don't know. I've just had a thought. Because if you're doing Jay and Naito here, do you want to do it again at the Dome? Maybe Tanahashi steals Jay White's spot. So we get Tanahashi, Naito, and I mean, Okada they, Ibushi. I don't know. They don't have a
0: problem. Yeah, I know, but they don't have a problem repeating shit. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this idea of everything's got to be fresh and new. And like, we just saw five fucking Zack Sabre Jr. Tanahashi matches this year. Five. Uh, that, 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 it seems like that f- quote, fresh matchup thing that's, that's been tossed out the window, it feels like.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Eighth match, then we have the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match with El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori defeating the challengers of Birds of Prey, Robbie Eagles, and Will Ospreay in 23 minutes and 10 seconds with the CR2 or El Phantasmo pin eagles there I thought this was great Damon I love this match yeah, they well, came up with just really great spots just, just stuff that I don't usually write down moves when I'm watching a match because I don't like to do play by play I think it's really boring but to some of the stuff they did like the the code breaker Ishimori did the code breaker and then El Phantasmo did the moonsault and The Birds of Prey did a monkey flip into a back kick. Uh, There was a Hurricane Rana from Eagles onto Ishimori onto El Fantasmo's shoulders. Just so much stuff that I was just like, wow, I've never seen this before. And it occurred to me, given everything we said in the first half of this podcast about El Fantasmo, he is so much better in tag matches than he is in singles. Thank you. He's a guy who's a, a clear step behind the other three guys in this match, but it was hidden really well. And he played his part very well here. I loved his big moonsault over the guardrail. Um, There are a few spots that I think Eagles messed up, actually, in this match. Like, there was a a bit where he and Osprey were supposed to land on their feet at the the same time after El Phantasmo did a a Rana from, I think it was Ishimori's shoulders or top rope or something. And he didn't quite land that. There are a few things that weren't executed perfectly. Maybe they just got a bit too ambitious. Uh, so again, just really cool stuff. Slice bread, power bomb, double team move. Uh, just spots that was like kind of verging on the farcical. Just like maybe just a tiny bit too much. It just towed that line. I thought it towed that line quite well, where it was just it was not quite too much, but it was a lot. I don't know. I'm not articulating myself very well, but just again, terrific spots. Really creative. Great false finishes. Uh, the, the bit with the Rob Miller special getting broken up uh, when El Fantasmo... Did a Death Valley Driver onto Osprey. Yep. Robbie Eagles is screaming, bit corny. Maybe tone that down a bit. Uh, but overall, really enjoyed this match. It kind of reminded me of a Young Bucks match, and I thought it was the best junior tag match in New Japan for a very long time. Probably since the Roppongi 3K versus Young Bucks matches that Wrestle Kingdom 12 and New Beginning after that, and clean finish. Love that. You know, when El is involved, you're always worried there's going to be some bullshit involved, but I thought it was really important that they got the clean win here. So I r- really enjoyed this match a lot, Damon. Love it. Love this
0: match. 23 minutes of just balls to the wall. Modern day, dare I say junior pro wrestling, but I'm going to say pro wrestling. Modern day. Um, with four guys who could fucking go. And right, the one little okay, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Your your El fantasmo that was felt like it wasn't, you know, out there and pronounced. And and there was I don't want to say it was hidden, but when you got guys like Ishimori and you got guys like Osprey and and even Robbie Eagles, um, to again I don't want to say cover because I don't think that was the case here. Um, but you just had a lot of other things that you could tap into as opposed to oh, i'm gonna hit the ball shot or ref bump or you know all the the things that seem to plague some of well, not some the majority of el phantasmo matches the things that kind of turn you off excellent match uh an absolute match that i would say go out of your way to watch um best match of the show for me and you're right. It's been a long time since we've seen a real, as the kids like to say, Joel, a banger uh, when it, it comes to the junior heavyweight tag division. Yeah, this is right up there. Um, I I love this match a lot. Talented people, talented wrestlers. Uh, this, this is this is this is modern day. Again, modern day. I'm going to go so far as to say, pro wrestling um, done to perfection. Again. Not a five star, but we're 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 mid fours. Absolutely loved it, and again, twenty three minutes of non stop action. Go out of go out of your way to watch it. Loved it.
1: This is exactly the sort of match I want to see opening a Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Mm. And it was interesting. Birds of prey. I think they should go on a little run together. And they did say backstage. Osprey said, "We've got a tournament to enter, so nice. you can." Expect to see them in the junior tag league. Which I I'm told you, to I love to. them.
0: I love them as a tag team. I think they 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 look good together. They feel right. Um, I don't know. They got a nice chemistry. I'm a huge fan of those two uh, being being a tag in the future. Absolutely. If if you know if they decide to say will, I mean, imagine. I mean, let's ponder this for a second. Imagine. Imagine. A IWGP heavyweight championship match between Sho and Yo against Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay. Could we do that?
1: Would that be okay? Oh, I would love yeah. that. I would love that. Because, you know, I singled out Rapongi 3K for praise for how well they did in the matches against the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Birds of Prey reminded me a bit of the Young Bucks. So I think that is the brilliant sort of chemistry that we saw in early 2018 that I think has been missing somewhat from the junior tag division and and the heavyweight tag division. It's just don't don't need two of them. Just combine them. Just have one tag division. I would agree.
0: And, and, and talk about a way to, to, uh, we always talk about fix the tag division. Every, uh, how many, uh, every week we get a question about how do we fix the tag division? What would you do to fix the tag division? There's your answer. There's a real simple fucking answer right there. Do that match and let it run for six months <laughs> fine by me
1: main event here was IWGP heavyweight championship right to challenge contract match with Kota Ibushi successfully defending against Kenta in 26 minutes 23 seconds with a kamigoye uh, Kenta's got new hair colour new music yeah. new attitude so start of this match he's kicking Ibushi in the face right off the bat before the bell and even sound and smashing up the briefcase I thought that was great Really good way of starting it. And again, to connect back to what I was saying earlier about Gino, he did a really good job here because he said he was saying that Kenta had gone too far. So having Gino there as this bullet club shill, to then say that this bullet club teammate of his has gone too far was a really important moral yardstick to really emphasise just how extreme and, and dastardly Kenta's behaviour was. And this was just Kenta doing his heelish best stuff here, like just little things like him applauding Ibushi, kicking out of a, a pin and then smiling. Really, really stiff strikes. Uh, Notice Ibushi did a V trigger here in the closing sequence of the match. In the match, it was a bit strange because it was 90% Kenta in control. Right. I don't know if he was Again. maybe still a bit, yeah?
0: Well, I mean, you know, you look back at the G1 match, right?
1: Kenta in control, 90% of the way. I was going to say, maybe he's still not 100% after the Royal Quest head bump they took, which might have explained why the match was laid out this way. Because it was very, it was long, it was slow, it was methodical, didn't have any really high pace back and forth that we're used to seeing from an Ibushi match. But I don't think we're going to get that from 2019 Kenta anymore. I mean, we've spoken about this at length. Uh, and again, I don't think he needs to because he's brilliant at being a dickhead heel. I thought there was really good drama here with the hometown babyface in peril and it helped solidify Kenta as a mega heel here. I thought it was better than their Dallas match. A bit gimmicky with the pre-match shenanigans. You had the G.O.D. interference. I thought Ishii and Yoshihashi making the save was fun uh, and the fact that uh, Yoshihashi didn't fall on his face this time so he's improving (laughs) at least. Um, But I do understand why even I thought it worked. Other people might not think so. I can see why others disliked it because the star ratings for this match are all over the place. Uh where do you stand on it Damon?
0: Yeah, I'm probably I'm I'm I didn't feel this I thought the match had potential. I thought the match You're right it it was Kenta on top and it felt like it was slower. Look, may- maybe I see main event and I see Kenta and I see Ibushi, and I just think I'm I'm getting a different thing than what I got. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's okay. I don't think this was great. Um, I think the I I think there was a lot of smoke and mirrors. I felt like you know that I don't know. It, like when I when I turned off this show, I just felt like woo there 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 was a lot of smoke and mirrors to get through Kenta and again if he's hurt if he's not up to speed if he's concussed as the speculation would lead you to believe we got we we can't put him in the ring if he's hurt I'm going to say that if he's concussed he shouldn't be in the ring now again we do not know if he is concussed but if he is, shouldn't be in the ring. I don't know. It just felt like there was a lot of things going on that led me to believe that we were we were trying to get, we were trying to burn 20 minutes to make this an acceptable New Japan Pro Wrestling main event. I thought they did a good job of it. Not a great job of it, um, and it, and, it and, and yes, Kenta is a dick, and Kenta is a heel, and Kenta is, but I'm I have my doubts and concerns that Kenta 2019 Kenta is able to physically be a main event guy for New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Yeah, I can't dispute that, really. I don't think it's going to change. I don't think he's going to magically get faster in his matches. I think this is what we're getting with 2019 Kenta. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't. And yeah, the different opinions are available. Again, like I said, I've seen some people... Uh, like John Carroll loved it, went four and a half stars. Larry Sonker, I think, went one star. So yeah, one I guess it just star. depends on what side of the fence. you Yeah, I think he really hated the the pace of the match, the layout of the match, and the interference.
0: I don't... See, I I. I wouldn't go as high as John did, but I certainly wouldn't go one. Um, you know, I hate to be... play both sides, because when you play both sides, you win or something. Um, I mean... High threes, I'm in.
1: High threes? Yeah, I was about three three and a half three and three quarters okay
0: how's that how's that feel having that closing
1: out a show you okay with that closing out destruction in kagoshima i'm okay with that if if that's closing out a a king of pro wrestling or sakura genesis or okay was it worse than okada versus jericho at dominion
0: I would say, I mean, honestly, they're neck and neck. Hey, <laughs> right? uh, but do you see my point. Like yeah. this is
1: a, a not a high level show, no. and Dominion is so I expected more from a Dominion main event and was disappointed. But for this, you know, it's not a nothing show, but it's not one that I'm demanding a excellent match from. and we got one in the co main event, so. Yeah, I can't say I was gutted or anything.
0: No, but I just—I maybe it's me just seeing the two names on the piece of paper, and i and it's maybe again, maybe it's just my—I got to temper my expectations. I got to dial it back a little bit. Maybe, maybe that's it. But even with that, I, think that's I, it. I mean, I might be. It, it, very well, might be. But even with that schedule, do you think that there was a lot of Again, I use the term smoke and mirrors. Do you think that's that, that's a factor here?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just the pre-match beatdown, delaying the, the start of the match, having Ibushi working from the bottom in front of his hometown crowds, and uh, the interference, definitely a lot of smoke and mirrors there. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I, I don't think I was off base with that because that's, that's what I felt like at the end of this match. Like, woof, we had to get through 20 minutes and it felt like, here's how we're going to do it. Okay. All right. So, uh, overall, it was a good show. I think that semi-main delivered, right? You go out of way to watch that. Uh, I think there's good stuff on the underneath, right? Angles, storylines, main event, a solid okay.
1: Yeah. Again, destruction tours are not something where I'm expecting particularly high-level stuff. They're always a bit mess. So, yeah. for me to have a handful of matches that I thought were really good mm-hmm. is... Uh, a, a success in my eyes. Maybe it's just because I had lower expectations going in that I thought these were okay. And I'm not going to say they were great or anything, but as far as destruction in Beppu and destruction in Kagoshima go, fine. Absolutely okay with it.
0: Very good. All right. There you go. There, there's the hot take. Um, you, got, you got dick jokes. You got yeah. a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> well, we had some post-match stuff, so Evil came out to challenge. I thought it was quite cool the way that they framed this, where... He was just standing there. There was this just dark silhouette. I didn't know who it was at first. And just the way he slowly came forward and revealed himself. I thought that looked pretty cool. And then, uh, so he's challenging, presumably, King of Pro Wrestling for that. Uh, or maybe it might be even later than that. Maybe it could be in one of the US shows or Power Struggle. Because King of Pro Wrestling is already pretty loaded. And our uh, post-match, Ibushi said that he's going to come back with both the IWGP and the Intercontinental title. So, yeah, like I said, 100% nailed on. Someone's leaving Wrestle Kingdom with both of those belts. A couple of questions. Eric said, did Kenta break the briefcase because New Japan realised the colour scheme was wrong for Ibushi? And S. Thomas says, thoughts on the current direction Kenta is going? Uh, I I guess we kind of covered that already, our thoughts on Kenta. Um, I mean, storyline-wise, where's he going? I still think we're building to some sort of LA dojo feuds maybe it's a match with Goto for the Never title, or maybe it's a match with uh, Shibata, hopefully, but I think that's the direction it's going. Uh Briefcase, yeah, I think it was a bit of a Tanahashi color scheme with the briefcase, so maybe they needed to fix that, because Ibushi said he wants one that's white and silver and gold and blue, so yeah. hopefully he gets that.
0: Yeah, and I think direction-wise, Kenta is super hot, right? I mean, storyline-wise, he's, you know, I, I love that. You know, it's just the matches. So you you don't
1: think the loss has taken any steam away from his momentum then?
0: Again, I I know a lot of people didn't want to see him take a fall so early in his run at New Japan. But um, I guess you're showing that Bush getting the win, overcoming all that stuff. He's the guy that you want to build around with this briefcase eh, I think it'll be all right. I think Kento will be all right.
1: John says, any word on when matches will be revealed for the Fighting Spirit Unleashed Tour? Are we going to oh. shut up not knowing what is going to happen, just like it's an episode of Raw? Any predictions on matches for the three nights? I think there'll be some sort of El Phantasmo Liga thing. But, you know, this is how New Japan do things. You have to wait until... what well, is usually the day after the last match on the tour. So, yeah. I'm assuming... That will be next Monday afternoon in Japan. So the day after the Destruction in Kobe show, then I'm sure you'll get a full lineup of matches for those shows.
0: Yeah, I would say that. That's exactly when we'll see those.
1: All right, well, let's preview then the Destruction in Kobe show. So opening match, uh, so this will be next Sunday. So I guess we'll record Monday after that. We have uh, Yuya Oemura, Yota Yotasuji, Yuji Nagata versus Michael Richards, Alex Coughlin, Manubu Nakanishi. We've got some Young Line Cup matches. We've got Shota Umino against Carl Fredericks, Rennerita versus Clark Connors. And that Umino versus Fredericks, is. am I right in saying that's the final? I think Are so, these right? the last matches? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see that. Who, who have you got for that? Who do you think is taking home this Young Lions Cup?
0: Uh, I'm going with... I'm going to flip a coin right now. Literally, I'm going to flip a coin uh, to give you my prediction. Right. So we have Fredericks and uh, Shota, right?
1: Yeah, we heads. also have Narita versus Clark Connors, so they yeah, haven't I've, tipped their hand by saying they'll match order, but... Yeah. okay. Uh, Alright,
0: so Heads will be Shota, Tails will be Carl. Here we are. It is Tails, Carl Fredericks.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I think he would benefit from it more than to would. I don't think Shoto Umino needs that. But uh, yeah. there you go. Bet the house on Carl Fredericks. Yeah. Fourth match, we've got Hanare, Homma, Makabe versus Chase, Yujiro, and Farley. <laughs> oh, can't wait for that one. Uh, fifth match, we've got Rocky, Tiger Mask, Liger, Tanahashi Do- against Doki, Kanamari, Suzuki, Zack Saber Jr. Sixth match, Shou, Yo, Osprey, Yoshihashi, Ishii versus El Fantasmo, Ishimori, GOD, and Kenta. Seventh match, we've got Eagles, Ibushi, and Okada versus Bushi, Evil, Sanada. Special singles match, Hiroki Goto versus Shingo Takagi, which is going to be awesome. They're going to have two beefy boys beating the shit out of each other. Uh, Who won the G1 match? Was that Shingo? Yeah.
0: Right?
1: What do you think? I'd have to check. Uh, Do you (laughs) think... (laughs) I was going to say, do you think Goto gets his win back? But I'm not entirely sure if that is the case. Right, there's a Goto versus Shingo. Okay, let's see here. And 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 who won? and <laughs> who won I'm, I'm clicking on the link come on Hiroki Goto that's Shingo Takagi yeah G1 Climax 29 <laughs> right uh, right doesn't say <laughs> <sighs> I might have to type oh in here result? we go cage match cage Maybe. match we'll know surely cage come on cage match no? don't fail me
0: got
1: to you know i remember it being great see sure this, is what, this is what a lot of the g1 not, not the matches the results together, just sort right? of blur into one don't they yeah yeah um didn't he win <laughs> <laughs> come on i just got a load of ratings i don't want to see i don't care no, what i don't
0: care about the ratings
1: cause a hazard and rhino 1989 thought about it ah oh, and now it's just it's just giving me the rating it's not even the result really oh my god
0: uh, G one result. Oh, let's do this. This is fun. This is this is great radio. This was night twelve, by the way, in case you needed to know. Oh, that's
1: um. Yeah, Shingo won. Shingo won. Shingo won. So, do you think Goto gets his win back? There you
0: go. Um. Uh, yes, because I think Goto needs to uh, challenge Kenta.
1: Ah, so this is going to help propel him yes. into that next step of the future. Mm. All right, and then in our main event, we got Intercontinental Championship match. Tetsuya Naito versus Jay Hoaito. What is your feeling on how this is going to play out?
0: Erections. Um,
1: it's come everywhere. God,
0: just shooting it in all directions, as Frankie from Frankie Goes to Hollywood would sing. <laughs> uh, you know that song relax you know that song right relax don't do it yeah you know, right yeah. it's about they should they should have load. that as their entrance music <laughs> they should that should be it that and everybody doing fucking nitrous poppers in the crowd it'd be great uh hmm. i always found that song amazing like nobody really listened to the lyrics i'm like it's about coming he's saying it in the fucking lyrics <sighs> oh, the 80s. Oh, Frankie. This has
1: been a very sexually charged really podcast has. we're doing here, Damon.
0: And I, I will say this. We've been very dick heavy. It's been very dick heavy. Hasn't been one mention of a boob. Uh, Hasn't... Very limited vaginal talk. It's all been dick. If you like dick... Some, we're, we're put some showing.
1: anuses in there next time. You know, yeah. need to get more balanced.
0: We need more balance. We really do. I think that's our biggest fault. Like mini mini more uh more balance okay um you were saying jay's got to win if he's doing if he's getting involved in this nonsense right this tournament
1: yeah i think so because if jay loses then i don't feel he's got any claim to be in the picture right which you know maybe that's how it plays out maybe jay white isn't in this mini tournament
0: now for the uneducated lij fans they're going to see that loss and they are going to lose their fucking minds, right? Now, there's a lot of smart know, I don't know, because I think
1: the, 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 the Naito fans are oh, pretty aware enough. They're pretty aware. Yeah, they're, they're in the bubble. So they know okay. that if Naito loses, then he, storyline-wise, he he's, he's what he's looking to get, yeah, he wants to get a rematch for his belt. And again, I think the direction could be at power struggle to do you know, Naito has to win a match to to get back into the picture. Like he's got to go through someone else, maybe Zach or, or whatever. So I think a Naito loss here, weirdly, improves Helps. his chances of being in the picture. Yeah. So so
0: if you're an Lij fan, you're rooting for a loss. You're looking for a, a big fat pinfall. Jay White getting a win. That's what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, because I think Gato is just trying, or oh, sorry, the booking committee mm-hmm. are trying to make Naito hit rock bottom. So then at this point, it's like he's lost to Jay White twice. He's lost his intercontinental title. His Destino dream of being a double champion is in tatters. He, he's at his he's lowest ebb now, and the only way is up. Okay. Does that help?
0: But uh, I'm going to give you the flip side, real quick, again, because we don't have time to go into this too in depth. But I mean, how far do you – how much do you have a guy fucking lose? You know, like why would anybody oh, – He's
1: Teflon. It's he's He's been through worse. All right.
0: All right. I'm just making sure. I mean, I'd mean, i be like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go support fucking Hanare. I got a better chance of winning the title. But hang in there, I think. Uh,
1: that will be a qualifying match. Naito must defeat Hinari in order to get into the mini tournament. Now they're talking. And then Hinari just shoots on him, just seaches <laughs> <laughs> it in like, real right. tight. Oh, if I'm Hinari. I, trust me, that
0: would have to cross my mind. I'd be like, you oh, know.
1: does a hear Matsuda just breaks Naito's leg. <laughs>
0: right, right. I mean, Akira Maeda made a fucking career out of that. Uh, you know, think stranger things have fucking happened in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm just saying. One, one little shoot kick to the eye and, whoo, you're selling at the dome. Um, All right, we don't recommend the shoot. We don't want anybody to take any liberties, but Hanare, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, You know, a little oopsie kick. You got yourself UWFI3, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, so who are you picking then?
0: Ah, Jay
1: White. Jay White will win this one. All right. Um, Okay, so that is our preview for Destruction in Kobe. We hope you all enjoy that. Uh, I hear there's going to be a meet up in New York, Damon, hey! at the Pioneers Bar. Yeah, let me get so you that So I think this is John uh, John Carroll who's helped us organize that, so thank you to them. Yeah. That will be, yeah, Pioneers Bar, 138 West, 29th Street, yep. New York. I'll tweet out the details, but starting at about 3 p.m., it's between 7th and 6th on 29th. Should be less than a five minute walk from Penn Station, so very close to Hammerstein walk past the bar when you enter head straight into the big lounge area i'm sure will be easy to spot at that point it's an open floor plan although you have to go back to the bar to get a drink anyway so you could do that first it's all up to you so there you go if you're going to be in new york then get yourself down to pioneer's bar at about 3 p.m and again i will tweet out the details near the time or you can join the discord to get in on the ground floor with all those details
0: absolutely and then the next night it's uh philadelphia right in the afternoon um, where you want to go pregame is Tollman Joe's. And Tollman Joe's Joe's is a rather large establishment. We have a whole back area that's going to be just for us, right? Um, we'll have drink specials, right? If I'm not mistaken, we were talking about uh, like $4 Stellas, uh, other beer specials, maybe a shot, who knows? But uh, we were there over the weekend, and we were talking to the people there. We know some people. Um, it's super simple to get to. Um, it's right on Oregon Avenue, right across the street from the famous Tony Luke's, right? Um, which, again, means you are in walking distance to 2300 Arena. Again, two blocks away. So, perfect. There's parking. Um, that's the spot. So, that's Sunday. Sunday. We're going to get there around 12. Good news is no Eagles game, right? So uh, the only thing we'll have to contend with is a little bit of uh, football traffic for other teams. But I don't expect it to be too busy. But again, we have a whole area that's going to be quartered off for us. So uh, Tollman Joe's is the establishment on the Sunday. So we'll see everyone there for a little meetup pregame for the New Japan
1: show. David, this might shock you, but I am two and zero in my NFL fantasy draft league. Wow! Thing. So you know a what? Massive I thank you to uh, it was Xavier and D the Great on the Discord who helped me pick the players for that, and it's really pissing some people off because oh, they nice. they know like obviously I'm British, I know nothing about <laughs> NFL, and I've just walked in there and beaten two people in the first week, and it's great.
0: Love it, love it. Yeah, uh, the Super JCast fantasy league. I uh, took a loss last week. I had a really great week, but uh, Deshaun Jackson fucking got zero points for me. If he would have just got a handful of points, I would have been great. I got that Patrick Mahomes, who's been killing it for me. Um, but my running backs are a little shitty, and uh, again, Deshaun not scoring a single fantasy point. Fuck me. But, uh, hopefully- I had
1: Tyreek Hill. He was my, my, oh one my of my God. top picks, and he's fucking injured. Yeah, And That's- I'm still top of the league, so suck you, on that.
0: Man. Hey, watch your line.
1: All right. Hey, uh, and uh, sorry, sorry, this is important. Let's just quickly check the Premier League. All right. For the Super J cast, yeah, the yeah. Discord people, and let's see who's top of that. So let's open it up here with my team, which is Sebios in Gobonables de Japon. Yeah. Super J cast fantasy football, and top of that league is, oh, Joel Abraham. <laughs> fucking king of sports over here, Damon. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what, we get that hockey one going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for you at the top of the at the top of the heap. Look at you! You're killing it. Good start by you. Things are just. I'll tell you what. Things are really.
1: <laughs> what just, great day I'm having!
0: What you're just. I mean, first our hairy friend, and now this. <laughs> could it get any better for you? You are on top of the world, Joel, and I couldn't be happier.
1: You know what would make my day even better?
0: What's
1: that? Answering some questions. All right. All right, we can do that. Quick fire questions. I uh, see Discord. So Top Shagaboo says, "Who do you guys think would be Bushi's partner in Junior Tag League? Since I don't think Hiromi's is capable of being in it, even though he takes half the bumps, I think we're going to get Kawato coming back. He's going to join Lij, and then Bushi and Koato is your team for Junior Tag League." Mm,
0: um. Yeah, Bushi does need somebody, doesn't he? Um, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I don't think that'll happen but I'm going to go sound good because I can't think of anything better
1: Ian says has there, ever been, has there been any talk of a New Year's Dash show possibly on the 6th we haven't heard anything but uh, with the fact that Noah are running the 4th and the 5th it makes me think that yes there might be something going on on the 6th at Crackwood
0: yeah nobody's booked the building yet right I'm looking at that um, what is that called that site that has all the listings it's called to be or whatever I forget Um I don't see anything there. So I can't say that they are. I don't know that they are. But um, stranger things have happened. Maybe they'll put on a personal show for us. That'd be nice.
1: Cataclysm says, if you had to choose what belts to get rid of, what would you choose? This can include cross promotional belts like the Rev Pro titles. Merge the two tag belts and merge US and And IC. Okay. And never, yeah, just have one uh, second tier singles title.
0: Yeah, um, I understand why they have these secondary belts. I would keep the never. I like the never. Um, so I would get rid of the US one. I think the US one is, um, yeah, merge the tags. Um, the Rev Pro again. Rev Pro needs their belt. They're not, you're not going to get rid of the Rev Pro belt. Um, they're just, you know, there's a little loss with it right now. But that, that's what I would do.
1: Welky says, Do you think New Japan will add subtitles to their G1 Climax 29 Vanishing Point video? Because I would have loved that. Uh, so if you're listening, anyone in the company, Chris, Kevin, whomever, can you uh, <laughs> please plan to do that in your copious amounts of free time? Well, yeah. You know, so get some subtitles on that for us because I would love to watch it. Uh, Tyler says, What do you know about improvements concerning Western expansion? One of the key elements is accessibility, and they've done well with New Japan World and having shows in the States, but how we can access New Japan World is limited. Is there any discussion to get New Japan World apps for Xbox One, PS4, or Switch? We've heard nothing. Wouldn't hold your breath. I just, it just feels sort of technologically, it's a step behind uh, what we're used to, really.
0: Yeah, they need a refresh of New Japan World. I really feel like it. Um, they do little incremental uh, advancements. They'll give you like little little uh, you know, buckets of oh, all the G1 matches. And I think that's a good thing. But, you know, as much as, well, here's the thing. I mean, if we can agree that the majority of New Japan World subscribers are outside of Japan, wouldn't you try to please that audience? And that audience has technology that they use, whether it be on a PS4 or a Roku or uh, an Apple TV or whatever. They would, they would, they would kind of tailor the the things that are important to that audience. Um, look, I know that they have a lot of things on their plate and trying but yeah i would i would anything that they can do to help the advancement of that i think the first step is let's see if we can get a tv deal in the states i think that might be one of the first things they they look at uh mark says how
1: relieved is damon now that the leaves have finally take me off mute sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh mark says how relieved is damon now that the leaves have finally extended mana and avoided a nylander redo Ah, uh, look, I've
0: been on cloud nine. So four there's four key players, Joel. Uh, Austin Matthews, who was arguably one of the best in the game, signed for a long-term deal uh, last, last season. So we got him locked in. Uh, John Tavares, they had signed as a free agent last year, one of the best goal scorers, locked in. Uh, William Nylander held out a lot of last year, got back in in uh, December, struggled. It hasn't, but he is a top-notch player. But he's locked in, and now one of my favorite players, Mitch Marner, locked in six years. A little expensive, a little pricey, but again, I'm thrilled. We have a we have a, a our core, our nucleus locked in. This is our window. This is our fucking time. We're gonna win a cup in the next three years. Bank it, bank it, lock it in. I'm very happy.
1: I want to start following this now, David. This sounds great. I'll tell you <laughs> what, uh, yeah. most Mar- Yeah,
0: yeah. Honestly, they're fun to watch. Like, honestly, if you're gonna, I, I would tell you flat out, if you're gonna watch a hockey team, watch Maple Leafs. Um, they're young, they're exciting, they play a good up-tempo style play. Um, I, 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 I mean, I'm being dead serious. If you're into the hockey, that's a good team to start. Get on the, get on the Maple Leafs bandwagon. Passionate fan base. Um, haven't won shit in 60 years, but hey, still, Maple Leafs forever.
1: I've never watched a hockey game in my life, so maybe I'll I'll give it a go. I'll jump on board the bandwagon. All right. Uh, Mars Gaijin says, red, white, or rosé wine? It depends what you're eating, doesn't it?
0: It is, but I I would say I gravitate more toward red. A nice red, full-bodied red. Mm, That's fucking good shit. I could do that.
1: Mix Plick says, is there no brand equity in the name Invasion Attack for New Japan? I would think they would want to label all their foreign shows like this. Invasion Attack London, Invasion Attack Melbourne, Invasion Attack Chicago. I would go to those shows. Has kind of a takeover vibe to it. I like that idea, actually. I think the naming of the show, is, it gets really confusing. You know, there's how, how many fighting spirit unleashed have we had so far and... You just end up referring to the name of the show by the venue or the the Cow Palace show or the, the first Walter Pyramid show and it gets a bit confusing. So yeah, they should bring back Invasion Attack for those foreign shows. I like it.
0: Okay, I'm down. Let's do it.
1: Uh, Xavier says, Murder, Marry, Fuck. Show nope. to Umino, Carl Fredericks and Ayato Yoshida. Please consider huh. their bright future.
0: I mean... <laughs> these are the pressing questions of the day. Uh, <laughs> I'll... I mean, look. Is, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but Carl Fredericks, he uh, he's got a he's got a Twitter account, spicy, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> spicy Carl, yeah.
1: Spicy. All right, I'm I'm dude. I'm fucking Carl. I'm yeah. marrying Shota because he seems yeah. like a nice boy. You bring home to me. Loyal. Him and right. killing Yoshida for I don't know for not working with New Japan anymore.
0: I tell you what, I can see why the, uh, you, you, someone you know would be physically attracted to that carl fredericks he's a good looking guy I, i'm not afraid to say it it's a good looking fucking guy i bet you he gets a lot of sexual activity i bet he's just putting that thing in anything he's just fighting <laughs> <Yes. off. laughs> you know what i mean
1: like he's like like juice when he first came to japan just... oh yeah yeah
0: i mean i'm serious he's just probably fucking fighting him off with a stick and by stick i mean his dick uh, <laughs> probably, probably
1: massive. It's probably like a baseball oh, it's bat.
0: Probably, it's probably yeah, a fucking wrecking ball. It's, it's a, yeah, yeah. What else does he need? Like you know, God, you know, he's a good-looking guy. He's fit. I mean, he works hard. Don't get me. Didn't just wake up with that? But then he probably has like this big, thick, fucking just wrecking ball <laughs> dick. You know what I mean? You're just like, what the fuck? What you got? Come on, you got everything? You're gonna win a Young Lions Cup? God damn. Selfish, Damon. Yeah. Oh, boy. I hate this guy. I want to kill him now. You know what? Envious. Yeah, let's bury him on the show. Let's just, just be like, you know what? He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll be those. Yeah, Kevin, we
1: take it back. You you can say on the Kobe show that he's actually the worst young lion. Yeah. And he's got a small dick. <laughs> uh, okay, Aspir says, Joel, how do you feel about Arsenal's group stage for Europa League? I... With respect to the question, I could not give two shits about the Europa League. I just It does not interest me. It's the kind of thing I sort of wake up on a Friday morning and check my phone and be like, oh, okay, that happens. It's, it's a waste of time. I got excited about it last year because we got all the way to the final, but then fucked it up. So I just, I don't have the energy to get excited or invested playing against fucking Dynamo dog shit at 3 a.m. on a Thursday night. So um it's dynamo it's a pass, shit. unfortunately.
0: <laughs> now, what I always say, instead of Europa, I say Zoo Roper. Come on, you two. Do you know oh, you? Go fuck yourself. No.
1: Nope. Uh, <laughs> no. Wrong person, mate. You know, <laughs> right. this is me. I know nothing about music. Zoo Roper. Uh, yeah. mm, let's uh, and then I always go. Sing, Lone Magician
0: Who And, and then when when Zo does not that it ever comes on, but like if I'll have it on like on Spotify or whatever, uh, then I switch it up. And you know what I always sing? I don't sing Zo Roper, I sing Stan Roper from Three's Company. And you're not going to get that fucking reference either. I always say, Stan Ooh, just let Ropa. That hang in the air like a, a Damn fart. those kids upstairs. Stan Ropa. All
1: right, right. I'm sure someone somewhere is listening to this and pissing Giggling ass off. It's just... Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. just yeah. R- wrong audience, it. Yeah, I stink. Uh, Lone Magician says, who are the top four guys five years from now? So five years from now, I'm going... Uh, Okada's Jordan. still going to be up there. Yep. Let's have... Jay White, he's still in the mix. Osprey and... Show. uh, Shota? No, Show, Show. Oh, Show. Okay, yeah, Show. There you go. Well, we very efficiently dealt with that. Uh, Dakota Ibushi says, in the inevitable never six-man title match at the Dome between Joel Damon and Editor Dan versus Craven, Lanny Poffer and X, who is the third man? Uh, Probably... uh, Well... Harry. We both know who it is, but I'm not going to say their name. Oh. You know who it is. I know who it is, but I will not uh, give wait. precious airspace to say. It Does their name. it?
0: Let me let me guess.
1: No, 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 Can no, you? Can, can I? Can I tweet can, it no, to no, you? No, not I even any letters. No, I'm gonna text it here. All right, All right. All right. text We're not to me, say yeah. name. We're gonna text at the same time. Yeah. All right. three, on three wait, 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 wait. I gotta. I gotta wait, 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 wait.
0: I gotta type it. I gotta get. I gotta get there. Wait. One second. One second. Uh, let me type it in first, and then on three we'll send. One. Okay ah oh! no <laughs> we go different off. directions there. yeah we would we do uh okay uh but both i would I say i think mine's better yeah i think yours is better too i would uh, you i don't want to fight your
1: one but oh. i want to fight my one.
0: Oh, i want to oh yeah yeah yours Oof. yeah okay Look, right. if
1: you know you know I mean, this is not particularly <laughs> interesting podcasting but if fuck you know it, who you cares? know yeah uh that's a terrible question. I'm not reading that. <laughs> uh, at Neutral Wrestlers, first time traveler to Wrestle Kingdom this year, what non-New Japan shows would you recommend to attend in the area that week? May I interest you in Pro Wrestling NOAH at Karakuan Hall on January 4th and January 5th? I hear those shows are going to be excellent. Okay, but why would those you... Out.
0: Well, you're not going to skip the dome for that, are you?
1: Uh, it was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, <laughs> I was
0: like, what the fuck is that? <clears throat> um, I'm, you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about people going to the NOAH show and then... Not drinking on the fifth, not hanging out on, on the fifth. Um, I'm, a little, I'm a little concerned with that, but um, what other shows? I think one of the all Japan shows you should go to. Um, they're usually really good. There's usually
1: like a, a crazy big Japan, like there'll be some crazy yep. deathmatch show as well. Yeah.
0: Yep. I think it's worth your time. They're always fun. Um, and then, you know, if you want to go to like First Ring, I think if it's your first time in Japan, just to say you were there at first ring it's a little out of the ways um there's a couple different you know you have to get on a train uh subway and another line like two different lines but um I think it's worth it just just to say that you were there uh but yeah I think like i said all Japan if if again first time there hit the all Japan and the big japan at quirk and um I think you'll be very happy if you're a wrestle one fan I'm sure there'll be one there and then again you got your waves and um you know, Stardom's and all that. I'm sure that will be running first ring. So you got a lot to choose from. Know what I was thinking about doing, Joel? Maybe uh, doing like a like a like an offshoot podcast and being like, okay, here's where you got to go if you're going to Japan, right? Because we've been there many times. Um, here's where you got to go. Here's what you got to see. Here's the wrestling stuff. Here's where this is located. Here's where this restaurant is. And doing that as
1: a Patreon thing. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Top five. Food you have to eat. And... Yeah, dude. Cover all yeah. the bases. The
0: travel, how to get from here to there, how to do what. I'm literally giving somebody an idea to do, so fuck you if you steal my idea. I'm doing it first. Uh, but, um, yeah,
1: that's what we do. Anders says, do you think New Japan will try to expand into the UK, Europe in a similar way they did in the US? I don't yeah. know if it's <laughs> fertile enough at the moment because WW fucking torched everything, so... Uh, they are setting up their UK dojo, so I think they are going to move in that direction eventually, but it's just going to be baby steps, I would say.
0: Yeah, listen, if we've learned anything, things move slowly when it comes to that stuff. You would think uh, they would just flick a switch and go, but that's not how it's done. So
1: patience is a virtue. And anyone that you back in the Brit rest scene is liable to get cancelled <laughs> <laughs> at 24 hours notice. So very, very dangerous territory there. Slippery. Um Matt says, if next year's G1 is a success, do you think New Japan would ever consider having it later in the year permanently? The weight between G1 and Tokyo Dome is horrible because we know Okada and Ibushi aren't losing and it's hard to take their matches seriously when we know what the outcome will be. Yeah, I agree in theory, but in practice, I just think New Japan are sort of set in their ways. So the summer G1 is just a thing. Uh, I'm not sure how moving it to the autumn will affect ticket sales. I guess we'll have to see how the, the sales do, but I can't see it being a permanent thing No.
0: No, me neither, but I do agree because we just spent a whole show talking about how we're just all eyes are on the prize at at Wrestle Kingdom. And if G1 were moved up a little bit, we could, you know, maybe, uh, you know, not have that. So, I mean, I agree in theory, but in practice, I don't know if they'll do it.
1: Anwar says Who would be the right person to face Hiromu at the Dome? Um, Osprey. Oh yeah, I'm gonna say Osprey. I think Osprey's the right guy. Um, yeah, I was gonna say possibly El Phantasmo, but I, just, I think I would prefer Osprey.
0: I would prefer Osprey, but I think that when he comes back, he's challenging for a title. So whoever's holding that gold yeah. by the time they hit the dome is that's who you say. Now it might be nice to have, uh, you know, again, the, the whole story this whole year has been El Phantasmo being the dick, being the prick, being the heel that we hate, being a guy that would spit on a referee. Being a guy that Liger won't even give the Super J-Cup jacket to, having uh, Hiromo come back and be the savior, that might be something we lean on.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't poo-poo that at all. Uh, He also says which of Joel's cats are a striker or a submission master. Uh, Scampi is the power grappler, and Gati uses her speed to try and get inside his range and just go with short attacks. She she likes to dive in and bite him. Wow. But then he will sort of squeeze her and squeeze her so hard and bite her hard that she screams. And I think, oh, he's really hurt her there. And she backs off, but then just jumps on him again. So I think she quite likes it. Ooh. Bit kinky. Yeah, I love that. You do send me provocative. Oh, I picture. want to say <laughs> I want to say thank you as well uh, for at Zdev Stefven. For that amazing Michael Crave's new nightmare pick with Scampi. Because that was great. And we, we had a good laugh about that. And Mally loved it too. Loved it. One more? One more question. Yeah, one more. I think I'm catching a cold. Joel. From your friend Jim I I at uh, the Lorraine r- th- Bar. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah. Right, let's... You know Jim? I, don't, I never met him. Uh, when I went to the
0: bar, um, he wasn't there. Um, but I was at his bar once. Uh, had a couple drinks with a friend. Hung out there for a couple hours, actually. Um, he has uh, some pro wrestling memorabilia uh, behind the bar. A couple stickers I saw. So, yep, big time pro wrestling fan. Uh, I'll be back at the bar. Uh, I would say soon, but the problem is, it's just it's a little bit out of the way for me. Like I had to get an Uber from another place to get there because parking there is atrocious. Uh, but I don't, not to sell it short. Go there if you're in Philly. It's it's actually a, it actually is a really cool bar. Um, so yes, uh, I did not meet, but I'm sure
1: we'll meet up. A question from Jim says, Damon, I was at many of the early ECW shows you said you saw Stan Hansen live. Were you at the ECW show where Hansen broke the ropes?
0: Mm, yes, I think I was. What, what was it? i trying to remember exactly when it was. Yeah, but so... Uh, there were ECW shows, but he, he was also on, if I'm not mistaken, when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling uh, as well. So, yeah, him. It was like Road Warrior Hawk and Jimmy Snuka and uh, who else was on those Eastern shows? Eddie Gilbert starting out. Um, but then it was like, you know, Sandman before he turned into chain-smoking drunk Sandman. He was just kind of like this surfer kind of weirdo guy. Um, who else was on those shows Tommy Dreamer when he was like the male the, the Chippendale Tommy Dreamer Um, uh, yeah I, I think I was at the show I don't remember the rope breaking though I gotta be honest with you but um, I'm, I'm almost positive because we were there every month so uh, yeah I was absolutely there
1: alright well let's wrap it up and I want to plug the Red Circle because so I go to redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast and you can sponsor us you can either make a one-off payment, or you can um, do a, a, a monthly payment. Again, I don't know why you would do that. But some people have, apparently. But unfortunately, we don't know about this because the payments go to the Voices of Wrestling guys. They go to John Rich. So if you have sent us money, thank you so much for doing that. But we don't know. We don't get any information or notifications about it. And we are... Just relying on trust and good faith that Joe and Rich will send us the money at the end of the month and let us know who sent it out. So once we get that money and find out exactly who's given us, we will give you the props, all that you richly deserve.
0: Yeah. I mean, seriously, thank you from the bottom. If you you are giving, please. I mean, look, let's put it this way. We could do a live read for a product that you're never going to fucking buy. Let's be honest, right? Or we could just tell you, can you just donate to us because
1: here's the product. You know? We are the product, right? Yeah, we put in uh, a fuckload of work for this, don't we? I mean, this is right. at least, what, four hour I mean, for me, you know, yeah. getting the show notes and stuff ready and the questions and all of that shit, that's at least an hour. And then doing the show, it's another three hours. So yeah, four hours a week and, you know, add all that together. We've done literally every, I think we only missed one week, haven't we, over the past yeah. 18 months or so. It's, yeah. And it's not easy, you know? No, I'm waking up at fucking 5 o'clock in the morning. I mean, not for nothing. I'm taking all my shit with me on holiday. You right. know, on my summer holiday's waking up at 6am. We've got to talk about G1 night 7 to 9. I got a sore throat
0: right now. I feel like I got, I'm catching a cold of some kind. I don't feel well. What the fuck? Throw us a couple dollars. No, I don't want to do all... it
1: anymore, Damon. Yeah, we're done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and not for I'm nothing. I'm going to send someone
1: dick pics so I get cancelled. <laughs>
0: Don't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, look if you if you gave, we'll find out eventually. I trust Joe and Rich. I'm not. I'm. Here's the thing: for all our complaining, we're not mad at them. It's not their fault. Um, but with that being said, you know we don't fucking do uh, live reads for a product you're not going to buy anyway, right? So just give us the money, and uh, away we go. And we'll be rich, and we'll all be
1: happy, and
0: the dick jokes will just flow freely.
1: And we'll share it with editor Dan as well. Again, my my policy has been whatever we get, I split three ways because however many hours put in, Dan puts in as much, if not more, having to tidy up our crap. And he works hard. He's got a tough job. He works shifts. So he's, you know, trying to get this done stupid o'clock. So, um, yeah, three ways. Everyone gets a third, everyone gets a slice of the pie.
0: That's how it works
1: all right uh join discord as well you know we're talking about discord all the time it's great it's so good uh i'm often on there chatting and lots of other cool people are so if you want to join the conversation and meet some new people then you can uh, find the link to that in the show notes and pin to our twitter page Uh, massive thank you to editor dan for doing this stuff um exciting stuff coming from his twitter at escape the box uk some stuff involving damon yeah some voiceover work didn't you
0: yeah, I did it. I was like the uh, the tour manager guy, the band manager guy, and uh, I was uh, giving some static to the peoples and the band and all kinds of stuff. It's fun. Uh, I think they do a good job. I like the the I like the videos. They got new videos pumping out all the time. It's fun, and the music's good, too. So um, support, Escape the Box, uh, of course, for Editor Dan, but also if he likes the good tunes. So uh, give them a listen.
1: ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast. you want to buy one of our t-shirts and you can subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other good shows. Give us a five-snake review, some kind words on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.